Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by homebrewing superheroes, the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them online at morebeer.com. I want people to believe in me, and I want people to believe in me when they taste my beer. That's what it's about. You mean you laid underneath it and tried to put his tongue up the bung? <laughs> I like to actually scoop up the yeast uh-huh. and look at it. 7 o'clock came real early that next morning. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks for dumbing that down for us. You did an awesome job. It's all about food and you beer. Punch me in the junk. Man, that thing was thick. The point is just beat it like it's your dick. I like to smell it afterwards. <laughs> Are you being sarcastic no. right now? Yeah. Bring your body armor. I ran into my jungle once on a ball valve on a kettle. That's it's a true cheap. happy ending. Now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Afternoon, boys and girls. Sorry for the late start there. Just uh, the squirrel wasn't running fast enough on the (laughs) internet wheel here in Pacheco. Usually our usually our internet in Pacheco, like everything else, is yeah. stellar. Well, because uh, no one owns a computer. Yeah, exactly. No one can or afford their own it. car or yeah. anything else. Right. Operator error. It's true. It could be that. Uh, but I, I don't know. Everything seems. Oh, no, I see it. I see errors again. So here's the deal. Uh, you probably all want to tune in on the low bandwidth stream today. I don't know that I'll be getting the webcam up anytime soon. Um, just my bandwidth is being squashed. So I do apologize to live listeners. Hang in there. It will clear up. It's been this way all week. My porn has been uh, mm. buffering all week. Nothing's really? more frustrating so than uh, that. Yeah. Than believe me. You know, you're just about to finish, and then it yeah. buffers, yes. like right at the... You can't see those two guys finishing. That's <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> bullshit. You can I'm come calling, over and borrow mine if you want. I got Comcast in one hand and my dick in the other, yeah. and I, you know, I'm yelling about my, what's going on with my bandwidth. Frustrated at both of those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> They're both being squashed. Yeah. Both are too small. Uh, so I don't know, man. I keep resetting the thing, and I'll do my best to keep the uh, the show rolling for you. You rolling, podcast rolling, listeners, rolling. you don't care. You're going to get yeah. the same show either way. Yeah. You just got to hear me bitching about my small wiener and uh, yeah. no no internet. But, the same uh, thing? Yeah. In defense of your wiener, your balls are gigantic. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. Wow. In defense of your wiener. <laughs> Maybe my wiener's actually big, but my giant balls make it look small, I think is probably yeah. the problem. That might be the case. It's all in context. 
Yeah, me and like seriously, uh, like uh, weird uh, um, sideshow big. Uh, people, how many balls have you seen? No, I defer to people not, on this. So not a lot. <laughs> There's been a lot of ball showing. I haven't seen a lot, but Justin's are a pair of that I have seen, and yeah. sweet God. <laughs> wow! Thank you. Yeah, look at that. that I don't think that's what she meant. Oh. Like, I don't think you're supposed to hang down to like an inch above your knee. Whoa! Like you're yeah. tall. It is. Old man I am tall. Yeah, it, it is difficult. <laughs> she's sometimes. studying this too. An this old, isn't an well, old war injury. In Bevo's defense, so that you don't think she's a whore, uh, a lot no. of balls have been seen in this house. You know, she, Schumann does. Happens. Schumann does like ball puppetry. And and Sam, Daily. Uh, Bevo's husband, uh, his balls are no slouch either. No. Uh, or they are slouch, however you want to <laughs> yeah. look at that. They almost gave her a concussion the other night. We've compared to see who has the saggiest balls, and that's, I think, where Bevo's information is coming from. Sam. The saggy balls. <laughs> oh, yeah, the old saggy ball trick. What a great start. Hey, Brian Hunt from Moonlight yeah. Rig. Welcome back to the, uh, to the oh, program. Yeah, sorry. Thank you. How come I don't get any beer on the show? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. Well, because you haven't shown your balls. <laughs> yeah, that's right. There's a there's a key to yeah. getting in Beef the balls, baby. We have our protocol. If you can pick up your glass with your balls. My favorite part about having Brian Hunt on the show... He brings kegs of beer. He doesn't bring... There's no, like... Here's uh, a six-pack that I bought, got from the store. On my way in. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. Is this from the brewery? Uh, no. See, I thought you guys drank. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. a long yeah. show. We do. Look, because well, a lot of times what happens when a guest gets here, you know, we always offer them a hand. Do you have something to bring in from the truck? And, yeah. And usually they're like, yeah, sure, and we go out man. and... Uh, I heard about your balls. <laughs> That's right. Brian was like, no, thank you. Yeah. But he met, he opens up the back of his truck, and there was 50 kegs in it. <laughs> it was a whole, it was a truckload of kegs. That's his delivery truck, you know. Yeah. I said, Brian, you know, it's only a three and a half hour show. He's <laughs> like, yeah. He said, stop being a pussy, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a keg. Let's go. Looking around, I mean, there's already, we already have multiple glasses in front of us. It looks like the end of the show. Yeah. If you were to come in and go, oh, I missed, I just missed the show. Yeah. There's yeah. still 13 more kegs left. Vivo, <laughs> <laughs> get to drinking. Yeah. All right. I'm drinking. So we got a lot to get to today uh, with Brian and some, some good topics that I'm excited about. You may remember Brian on the show, I think it was 06. It was very was early on ago, yeah. in our brewcasting career. Oh. Uh, thank you to Brian for enduring that. And uh, and uh, it, was, it was a fun topic last time. Got people kind of riled up about styles, although they were kind of riled up on the program, Brian. I don't know if you know this. Within weeks of the show, though... A lot of those people did a did a complete 180. Anybody who was riled up and started writing in and saying, "You know what? That Brian's onto something." And uh, I really enjoy it was it's one of our uh repeat listen to shows. One of the shows that listeners go back to several times to really soak in, you know, some of the things you were talking about. So we ended up just with this wonderful response out of it. And I'm excited about some of today's topics, which are a bit of an extension, um but some new things too. And we're going to talk about um uh, using both traditional and non-traditional ingredients in your beer today. We're going to talk about something that, that Brian's passionate about also, uh, where beer is kind of a representation of, of your local resources. Uh, you know, what beer would look like if, if barley was native to your backyard, for example, and things like that. And, and Brian's just got some unique things to expound upon, and we can pick his brain about that. Eight eight eight. I've heard it said. Thank you. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, good. Sometimes, uh, my, sometimes my bullshit really comes out nice. <laughs> no, but uh, I say it th- that way because uh, you know you, you had written a, a short essay about kind of this philosophy you have, and and I really enjoyed reading it, and it got me thinking. It's just a 
Well, we'll get to talking about it, but it's an interesting perspective to to imagine if 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 the ingredients that that we use in beer were actually native to North America as opposed to being uh, native to to Eastern Europe and, and Western Europe. Uh, that that these countries that we look to, you know, I go to Belgium and I, man, do I love that country and their rich <laughs> beer history. And instead of us digging through Belgian beer books about their ingredients and their process and, and wanting to be a spy on the wall in the in the Trappist West Vlederen, what if it was the opposite? You know, what if they wanted to be a fly in, in JP's brewery, for example? Yeah, well, there's a lot of them, so they're going to have to compete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully zipped up. And sponges. <laughs> And so it's just this unique idea that uh, what if things were different? What kind of beers would we produce? So we're going to talk to Brian about that today. And uh, also, if we can get to it, I hope, uh, if I can shut up and if we can keep moving, uh, growing hops and using uh, uh, fresh hops in beer because Brian's great at that. Yeah, he, he does a – do you just do one a year? Because it seems like I'm always getting a fresh hop beer from you. I know that makes no sense. You can't. Uh, I make one a year unless I make two. Okay. Uh, last year was really pretty point. crappy crop, so I was only able to make one. Okay. Got it. And these and these beers are great. Uh, so we're going to talk about that. And uh, you can send your questions in through uh, to Bevo. Just hit the chat now button on the home page, and um, you can also call in eight 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 four zero one beer. As always, um, yeah, I know I'm, I'm getting messages that people have no audio stream. But as I said in the beginning, which I suppose you didn't hear because you had no <laughs> because you had no audio stream, is you're going to have to tell them in the chat room there, Bevo, that we're just um, having internet issues and. Go on the low side. I'm working on it. Things things look good from here. So in some ways, they might just have to, you might tell them to you know, close their media players, reopen them, reconnect, that kind of thing. And if the uh, stream looks good for a little while, I'll turn on the, the webcam, and that, then you can get the audio from there, too. So hang in there. We're just going to bullshit for 20 minutes anyway. You don't need to hear this stuff. Yeah. yeah. Maybe you do. Yeah, that's true. Tell them that, too. What you yeah. do need to hear is that the BN Winter Brews Festival is coming up this uh, coming... Is, oh, yeah. It's this Saturday, Six right? Days. Saturday. Less than a week away. Fuck, we got a lot to do in a week. Yep. <laughs> it's all right. Oh, it's going to be a great fest. Brian's beer is going to be there. Do you think you're going to make it down to hang out with us, Brian? You got time next Saturday? Uh, I have no idea. It's you Saturday. It's a long ways away. <laughs> it's a long ways away. I guess you're right Something about that. Something better might happen. But we got some beer lined up from Brian Hunt and uh, like 40 other breweries, I think, are going uh, to be there. A lot of beer there. Uh, tons of homebrew. Yeah, that not counting uh, Tasty's Tasting Room, uh, yeah. where there will be homebrew. We'll have a dozen or more in there. I do believe that more beer will be homebrewing on premise. Is that right? That's correct. Is John going to be there? Uh, John will be there, but as a visitor only. Oh, good. Oh, he will be a consumer, I like that. an educator. All right. So come on out. You Who's can brewing? have a beer with John, please say. I haven't seen him. Uh, Ryan, uh, customer service. So if you ever call uh, more beer and uh, place an order or whatever, you'll probably talk to Ryan, and okay. he'll be there uh Hopefully not burning himself. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, hopefully he's not doing that at our festival. <laughs> yeah. I was just driving over here, and I, you know, you got some weird old houses in this neighborhood. And what are you talking about? I, I saw this old house, and I just look, and the garage was open. I look in there, and there's some guys brewing <laughs> in the garage with, oh, wow. with, with, a, with, a, no shit. with a B3 three-tier system. Really? I almost Whoa. stopped and walked in there, but I had you to get should've. over here. Shit, yeah. Well, you, I would have let you be late for that. Oh, they were just, yeah, they are just like right over there. Let, huh. You know, let's go there. Let's just all yeah, show let's up. Let's just right stop now. the show. We don't have a carrier anyway. So. Yeah. <laughs> was it one of the creepy houses, or uh... yeah, it was, it was one of those old, probably you know, 1920 houses that sticks out around you here. Just watch it. They're probably going to call in. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> We're at, listening. You they just happened to have the garage open. Oh, look, and what's the garage look like? And these, these two guys in there, and this big 
three-tier system right there in the front. Like a 10-gallon, you think? Or, uh, yeah. Five? Least, yeah. Ten, maybe? Ten. Well, well. And you have to do that. They're actually making methamphetamine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's more likely that that was a meth setup. With doc. a more beer, with a brew sculpture, you can do it There's three a times. There's a brew sculpture. <laughs> you can do it three times at once. you got three kettles. <laughs> yeah, cool. I think they altered the brew sculpture to be a meth sculpture. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I saw almost just pulled over and walked into the garage. Hey, dudes. Stepped over the dead hookers and asked what was going on yeah. in there. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> that's a sketchy neighborhood. It's sketchy. We never tell our guests that, but uh, oh no, no, it's the presti- it's almost a gated community. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, the police cordon it off. That's yeah. a gated community. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a jail. <laughs> it's a little compoundy is kind of similar to Pacheco community. Yeah, well, those are good vibes. It's yeah. good to know people are brewing in Pacheco. That is good. I like to see that. It happens everywhere. Okay, so our Winter Brews Festival also has the great homebrew chef Sean Paxton, who I have on the line to tell us about the beer menu. Hey, brother, how you doing? Good, brother. How you doing? We're doing great. Brian brought us some good beer. You should and, be here. Uh, he Brian wanted... always has good beer. Yeah, he wanted to know what you were drinking in preparation for this little interview. Actually, I'm drinking a little bit of Wit Noir from uh, De Proof. Oh, no what? idea what that is. I've never had it. <laughs> I tell you, you need to get to Belgium more often, my friend. Or just your house. Yeah. Okay, that too. <laughs> with, that, <laughs> with that beer cellar of yours. Great. I tell you, I was cleaning it today, actually, in preparation. So Good. So tell us about this menu. I talked about it a little bit last week, but uh, you know you describe oh, these things much better than me. It's going to be tasty, guys. We uh, really took the philosophy um, to really think about the whole concept of when you go to these beer fests, right? You get this food, and it's like okay, for ten bucks, you walk out with this gyro that's you know three little pieces of lamb and a little pita, and you're like, I'm still hungry. It was like an appetizer. So really wanted to do something radically different and uh so actually on tuesday i'm actually going out to hudson valley ranch which is where french laundry gets some of their pigs and uh, actually hand picking two pigs and we're going to slaughter them right there uh something i've wanted to do for a very long time and uh, slaughter them slaughter them where at our festival <laughs> no, no, right at the farm right, in the park right at the oh, farm not the farm i see oh, okay. so, so you're going to you're going to see it walking around and you're going to go, yeah, kill that one for me. Pretty much. And that one, too. That's a but we're actually going to feed them or actually let them drink at least uh, one uh, Lagunitas brown sugar each. So, horrible. Are you really? Yep. Okay. It's like a last wish. That's kind of cool. A last wish. I mean, oh, I like, you know, it's only the humane thing to do. <laughs> Get them fucked drunk. up before you, <laughs> before you kill them. I like that, Paxton. I like your style. You like that? Just let them relax a little bit, and then we're actually, uh, after <laughs> we're all done out. dressing the animal, we're actually going to inject it with the brown sugar from Lagunitas. I was uh, just over there the other day. After you kill it? Just after, yes. Yeah. And we're going to let it marinate for about uh, two, almost three days. And then when you guys get there, you'll actually see me with these whole huge pigs. They're about 130 to 175 pounds each, uh, and that's dressed weight. And we'll uh, roast these off. So we're going to have a lot of pig for people to eat. We're doing a real nice sandwich with those with some caramelized onions. that actually be caramelized in, uh, let's see, that one's going to be the Lagunitas brown sugar, actually. And then we're also doing that with some um, nice uh, spice rub kind of thing to play up all the seasons. And we're actually going to do that with a Santa's Little Helper, or I'm sorry, Santa's Private Reserve from Rogue Beer, and uh, going to be doing that with like a barbecue sauce and a nice Acme roll for all for ten bucks. So you're going to ten dollars for the low price. Of ten dollars. <laughs> that's a, actually so, yeah, that's amazing. So how long does it, it take to roast these little guys? 
Uh, these are going to be about four hours each. It's a little uh, fun thing. It's uh, almost like a Cuban coffin. It's uh, called a La Cachina. If you guys have heard of those, it's kind of like a portable, like almost like ditch that you have, but it's a uh, metal and you kind of have the fire on top and it kind of roasts and gets all crispy and yummy. And wow, I thought a Cuban your- coffin was Cuba. Yeah, Cuba <laughs> different. Okay. So, and you're doing it right there. You're bringing we're, these down. We're going to roast both of them right there. So one will be ready about noon. So for that one o'clock crowd, we'll have oh, a yeah. nice hot pig ready to go that we'll be butchering off, and then the other one should be done about four to four thirty. And if all goes well in the world, and so we'll have a great little feast. Wow. <laughs> so and then on top of it, I got. Uh, I was actually uh, after last week's show, I got inspired to go up and see Vinny and actually picked up four growlers of consecration to uh, put uh, 60 duck legs in and actually uh, slow cook and confit and we'll flake that out with some uh, local pork belly that I have curing right now in barley, um, some DME and wow. special salts and some other wonderful flavorings to go with some beans and do a kind of a Belgian-inspired cajolet and all for eight bucks. And wow. That, uh, if you want some sausage and some uh, other pig on that, we can actually up the price a little bit. I do want some sausage, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and actually, I'm making a sausage just for Doc called <laughs> the Crazy Dentist. Oh, thank you, man. <laughs> It'll be kind of fun. There's no caramelized onions. That, uh, yeah, I was going to ask, can I eat this stuff? But yeah, there are hey, a lot you know, of. Uh, I thought about you. But there yeah. are a lot of uh, little hard teeth breaking peppercorns. Yeah, I can deal, I can deal with that. <laughs> that's why it's yeah, the Crazy Dentist. Yeah. Yeah. Some corn nuts in we're going to get. You, we're going to send some business your way after this fest, okay. Doc. Yeah. All with all with a can of soda. It comes with. A, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and a card for Doc's uh, practice. And an IPA. <laughs> yeah, it's actually on the wrapper. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it should be real fun. We're using uh, Monk's Blood, the collaboration beer we did with uh, the wonderful Chew One a Maybe you've heard of the place. And uh, we're going to oh, yeah. do some dried figs infused in that beer and make uh, some homemade sausages. Actually, the good old Jipper's coming over to the house on Thursday. We're going to get down and get funky. Yeah, so. we're going to make wieners. And make some sausage. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to play with sausage. their sausages. Yeah. So we're going to do that with when some are you doing that? fennel. Thursday. And oh, yeah. Some nice and fresh sausages. And we're actually going to do an old jubilation beer mustard from Avery. Who are you calling old so, Jew? Homemade <laughs> beer mustard. We're also going to be doing the Jamil package. Oh, everyone likes that. <laughs> Yeah, should be Jamil's golden parachute. Like that. That's what so, it should be. Yeah. Actually using a Sierra Nevada Celebration Ale, and I'm going to mix that in with some local pig and do that with a uh, some caramelized uh, onions with the brown sugar and then also a tasty wild arugula centennial hot pesto. Should be kind of fun. And then actually that one's going to be a Lagunitas Hairy Eyeball Beer Mustard to go with that one. So it sounds like everybody has a dish but Chad. Uh, Chad is, uh, he's going to be serving the Tornado Bar. (laughs) (laughs) He all smoked something. Oh, all right. So, uh, we have the Tornado Bar cookie. That, uh, Cho Chocolate is, uh, garbage. Got some great chocolate from them and, uh, consecration soaked dried cherries and a wonderful barbel, uh, barley caramel and, uh, be real fun. Kind of like a brownie, but kind of all this other fun stuff going on in there, just like the Tornado. Well, this sounds amazing. It's the beer chef comes to a festival. I love this. You don't have to, uh, you know, get your exclusive ticket. You know, your dinners always sell out nowadays now that you've hit the big time. So I tell you the crazy stuff, but you know, I really thought long and hard about this and I figured, you know, everybody's going to be there on Saturday and not necessarily Friday. And so, 
let's just do it right and feed the masses. So we'll have food. You know, I've actually been working with Jeremy over at Emergency Barbecue Company, and yep. we got some real fun stuff planned for him, too. And both of us are really excited to feed all you guys, and we're going to have food. Each of us is about 800 people, so wow. great appetite. Now, JP started the rumor that he'll be your sous chef that day. Is that true? He's going to be putting on his whites. We're going to make him a decent man at some point yet. It's wow. true. You put him in one of those funky hats. You know he only works, <laughs> you know, he only works in like 35-minute uh, periods, and then he has to take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll work on just that. You contract. know, I'll just say, like, look, this is like, you know... Warcraft or something, and you know, it's on a quest. It's a quest. This is your quest to sell as many wieners. Every female here, you know. Uh, He'll phone everybody in his guild and see if he can sell a wiener to him. There we go. All right. Well, this sounds great, Pax, and I really appreciate you getting involved. And I'm sorry you have to work with JP, but I think it's going to turn out great. Hey. I have no worries. The pluses will outweigh the minuses. Sean and I have done a a good job working together, I think. You are planning uh, on staying up at Paxton's house that Thursday night, right? Because he's got a lot of beer to share. I hadn't planned on it, but uh, if it happens, um, I'll just go with the flow. Yeah, I'm just just giving you a heads up. (laughs) He's pretty open to anything, Paxton. I'm down for some (laughs) reindeer games. What do you want? What's going on? The reindeer games with all these winter beers. So. All right. Well, yeah, Pax, you know we're going to have to actually drink as we cook, JP. I don't oh, know I can't. That that's how I work. Could get him so. lube. For sure. <laughs> you guys are going to yeah. be the drunkest two at the fest. Hey. <laughs> I don't think so. It was good when but we yeah. made it. Well, it depends if Brian doesn't show up. Then, we'll, then, we'll. <laughs> then you will be. That's right. No, so, yeah, come to the booth and let Paxton and I serve you. Great. And then we, every, we you've been served. After every plate, I'm going to scream, you got served right in your face. <laughs> I want to see that. I'll be listening. Yeah. I really want to yeah. see that. <laughs> All right, Pax. Thanks, man. Hey, you're welcome. Look forward to seeing you guys. All right. Yeah. You can see the full menu that Pax has written up over on thebrewingnetwork.com slash on tap, and probably on your site too, right, Paxy? Uh, actually, I haven't posted it, but I'm just, I just tweaked it a little bit more. Cool. I, you know, nothing's ever perfect, so I always go and tweak and tweak and tweak. And, All right. So there's an updated one even from what's on your website. So. Okay. Well, send me the updates. We'll keep everybody posted. I will do that, my friend. Thanks, brother. Hey, have a good one. All right. You too. Have fun with Brian. We will. It's yes. impossible not to, right? Happy New Year, Brian. Happy New Year. <laughs> we'll see you soon. You bet. How long into the year can you keep saying Happy New Year? <laughs> February. Pretty, pretty much yeah. January 3rd, I think, is But is you, you do it when you haven't talked to people yet in the New Year, but some people you don't talk to till I don't know, June? No, no that's too <laughs> late. January yeah, 24th. I, I'm going to do it this year. I've got patients that see me and then they just, Happy New Year. Like, I just get, what? Yeah, it's yeah. July. What do you Yeah, because I haven't seen them yet. Well, we couldn't be luckier to have Sean Paxson on our side, and I'm real glad he's going to be making food there. It's going to be a unique festival, and uh, that's just one of the things that make it that way. So it's Saturday, January 30th. It's this coming Saturday. Tickets at the door, 25 bucks gets you a commemorative glass, assuming they show up, and uh, five drink tickets. Um, it's a nine-ounce glass. We don't like these, these four-ounce festivals. Yeah. I'm against them. Are you going to bring the uh, leftover V&A four glasses just in case we sell it? <laughs> I think so, yeah. And probably some leftover BNA4 shirts. <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's pretty cheap if you consider. And then after your initial five tickets, it's three tickets for five bucks. A lot of these beers are going to be pretty big. Oh, yeah. uh, Chad's got the list, but we're looking at some 10 percenters on there. Oh, yeah. Um, so, you know, everyone's going to have a good time is what I'm saying. You won't be shortchanged for that much. Not at all. I'm thinking you can come out with 30 bucks and have yourself a pretty fantastic time and take a cab home. Well, uh, no, you, uh, 45 bucks because you need to eat. Ah, that's right. <laughs> and maybe 55 to 60 if you buy a shirt. 
Yeah, so if you come in here with $3,000, <laughs> you'll be fine. Everyone will have a good time. Yeah. We'll make sure you've got the A ticket. We've got live music lined up. Big Joe That's Hurts. That's free, though, right? That's free. You don't have to pay for that. Free. <laughs> Big Joe Hurts coming back to town. He's going to play. Yeah, great. Also, great uh, Schumann's cover band, Snapper, yeah. is playing. We went and checked them out Friday night. Snapper. You saw them at that MILF bar in, uh, uh, in uh, Danville, the, didn't you, Tasty? The Cougar Bar. Yeah. I heard you had boobies all over you. Yeah, I, well, I did. <laughs> I was a lucky guy. Man, why did I stay home that night? I don't know. All over me. I really did. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Front and back at the same time. <laughs> Tasty. Oh. And then what happened? Guy's amazing. Well, I can't tell you the rest. <laughs> Come on. But it was fun. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Cougar bars. Cougar bars. The cougars were there. I was trying to list the bands. That's Sorry, I got on. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry to well, think who, about who, cougars. Who, lost who my whole... Uh, <laughs> Every time back. I think of Cougars, I think of uh, Johnny and Schumann that one year at our anniversary show. Oh, yeah. Like the two sisters? chicks that just wouldn't leave them alone. The two sisters. Ah, that's right. That's right. That was at uh, the anniversary party we did out at Downtown Joe's. and 3 And I was hoping that someone was going to go home with one of those that Cougars. That was awkward. Well, because you blew it for them. I did? Yeah. Was it, yeah. Wasn't it you that, that... Yeah, I think I said something on the microphone about the old broads. Yeah, about the Cougars. Because <laughs> well, I think oh, Johnny yeah. was actually terrified. That's right. They were well, coming, they were trying to hide behind the set. Yeah. Behind the stage. Oh, the memories. <laughs> See, you should never miss a BN anniversary party, man. Stuff well, happens, man. Creepy shit happens every time. <laughs> I thought you said it didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen. Nothing happened. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And it Unless you were there, again. then something happened. Hey, maybe Shoe Light will show up uh, Saturday. Yeah, is he going to play in any bands? Who else we got? No, uh, Schumann's band that's playing, is, is, it's a cover band, and they do like top 40 stuff. And oh. um, wedding stuff like oorah room. No, tata? it's like cooler, <laughs> cooler than wedding stuff. They're okay. fun and, and and fun. And so, but no, J- uh, Johnny doesn't play in that band, so he won't. But he'll probably be there. He's dodgeable. Run around. Everybody will be there. Running around. Everyone, everyone in the world is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Adam at Lind- line. Adam at Linden Street. There, we're getting a lot of uh, publicity for this thing. You know that oh. we were in the San Francisco Chronicle today. You know, I, I googled really? it because I, I I needed to know something, uh, uh, some little trivia about it. But uh-huh. I, I googled it, and it was on I don't know how many different things about this this beer fest it was in it's everywhere sf chronicle it, wow. it's in celebrator it, it, i just pick one so i picked one <laughs> here it is it's actually in the the sunday edition of the san francisco chronicle it's probably our our biggest press we've ever got probably the only press we've ever got <laughs> you got a glamour shot of chad there or people something? that i don't know at church ever really big church came up to me and asked me about it today really i guess they must know that i'm affiliated which is oh that's awkward. bad news now you're in that's trouble. bad news that's yeah, my kind of but church they're though. like so i heard about linden street next week and i was like yeah you're gonna be yeah, there you know? i don't know oh, what you're talking cool. about the 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 article read it's a new winter brews fest in oakland east bay craft beer radio company the brewing network has Ooh. teamed up with oakland's linden street brewery to warm up their listeners late winter blues with a winter brews festival on the 30th Festival will feature seasonal brews from more than 40 breweries, along with local crafted beers. That's you, Brian. Uh, <laughs> and then he lists a bunch of participants. That's some nice writing. Who did and that? The, and the food. Uh, admission is 25 bucks. This Here's my favorite part. Admission is 25 bucks, which includes uh, five nine-ounce pours. Tickets are only available at the door. And according to the Sunday Session producer, Chad Mosier, oh! are expected to sell out. <laughs> Whoa, that's good news. Yeah. Does anybody else uh, think that Chad's a fucking jinx <laughs> by just claiming right off the bat that we're yeah, going to sell out? Yeah, it's well, no. obvious to me that yeah, people go, it's going to sell out, I shouldn't bother coming because <laughs> I'll get there late because I'm, you know. Late. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, I did have a nightmare last night, actually, that it was about 3 o'clock, and we were at the fest, and nobody was there. <laughs> and it was, it was basically this room standing around the Paxton <laughs> booth, and I was like, and the, band, yeah. and the band's playing, and, and I was like, come on, guys, pig. we better start drinking beer, because I don't know yeah. what we're going to do with all this. Yeah. That doesn't sound bad to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's well, a real expensive party. I, can I get oh, in line really again? I'm worried. That's so cute. Like, I swear I had that same dream right before my wedding. Oh, you did? Yeah. Is it nobody came? <laughs> that I didn't send out any invitations. Oh. Like, I forgot. Oh. And nobody came. Wow. We'll be fine. Were you Sack still married? <laughs> <laughs> Sold out, Jared. I don't know. That's might great. have been a nightmare, huh? <laughs> and then they go on about us a little bit, too. Brewing Network was uh, formed in 05 as an internet radio company to offer beer-focused news and entertainment. Ah, uh, there you go. That's what we should be. Beer-focused news and entertainment. I wonder how many of those people are tuning in right now. <laughs> Because <laughs> the internet thing is all jacked up. <laughs> we have no bandwidth. It's true. Anyway, I was that's excited how, that's about how that. We are. I woke up this morning, saw that, and uh, hey, you've made it. Touched myself. It was really good. Yeah. Oh, really good to see. So what? A, it's a typical Chad, morning. Then. Chad's excited. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, that's weird. You didn't. You didn't wake me up for that. <laughs> thought I heard something funny going on in there. Thought I felt you. Hey, who's touching me? Oh, it's me. All right, other announcements. Make sure that you subscribe and join the BN Army. Just, you know, two bucks a month gets you in, uh, and it also uh, lines you up to be uh, uh, available to win our more beer monthly donation giveaway, right? Is that what it's called? Something like that. The more beer donation giveaway. Two bucks gets you in, and uh, we give away all sorts of cool stuff. We'll be doing that uh, starting next Sunday. Yeah. uh, Okay. Yeah. Great. Do we know what we're giving away yet? Yeah, no. it's a new product it's called TBA. Yes. It's a great new product TBA. that more beers are working on. I like on. that stuff. Right? Yeah. With it's good. To be announced. Yeah. So we'll be doing that. Uh, so just uh, sign up, donate, helps us out. Also, buy Brew Your Own Magazine by clicking the BYO link on our homepage, or you can go to byo.com slash brewing network, and you get a subscription for the regular price of a subscription, but then they kick down like half of that thing to us, and so it's just a good partnership Is that we have. Is TBA... Uh, Eco-friendly? Still on the... No. Yeah. It's not eco-friendly? Absolutely not. Yeah, for every TBA you buy, one rainforest dies. <laughs> Perfect. So sign up and win your TBA next month. A whole rainforest. A whole rainforest. Pretty soon there won't be rainforest left. You didn't get in aren't early. There like, aren't there only like four? I don't know. Wow. I didn't really think that went out, Justin. <laughs> it's great. Okay. Uh, say that? All right. You can find out about all of these uh, updates via Twitter, twitter.com slash brewing network, or go on to Facebook. Dot com slash brewing network and you can find us there. I do have one uh, other important announcement today. It's uh, <laughs> we'll just decide who, what's important yeah, or not. Sure. Well, it's about homebrew legislation. And, oh, that's uh, important. <laughs> well, that's why I said it's important. <laughs> is it about California? It's not. Well, it's already it's, legal here. It's Doc. about Doc. Uh, <laughs> can we make it more fun? <laughs> not that you ever pay attention to the laws, Doc. Oh, no, if it's against the law, I want to do it more. Yeah. But uh, the AHA contacted me this week. Gary Glass is always trying to keep us up to date so we can let you guys know and um, he wants to talk to you folks in Mississippi uh, so that you can support your local brewery members as well of yourse- as yourselves. The American Home Brewers Association is working with Raise Your Pints. It's a Mississippi uh, and Mississippi homebrew clubs to promote bills uh, both in the Mississippi House, which is HB 0732, and in the Senate, SB 2717, that would legalize homebrewing in Mississippi. Oh! No. That's right. There are only three states left that do not have that that, that it's not legal to, to homebrew in anymore. And so uh, we tackled one, and by we, I mean uh, everybody, everybody but else. me. Yeah. Uh, tackled one last year. It actually it took two years, but it finally passed. Uh, and so now Mississippi's working on it too. So 
Can I ask uh, something here? For those of you not in those particular states that have problems, if you think it'd be appropriate to have, like, homebrewing legal in other parts of the country, hmm. you could actually, here in California or other states, you could write letters to representatives. I'm sure that online you can find who the representatives are in, in those can. states. And say, um, you know, sometimes you guys have an image of being backwards. I, I hate to say that, but, <laughs> really? you know, if you want to come yeah. up to where right. you want to be part of the rest of this country here, why don't you get on the program? Yeah. We have yeah. innovation here. You know what? It's bringing in new breweries because people understand beer. It's craft beer. We care about what we do. We make jobs. We make all these things. And you know what? How come you guys aren't playing along? They're missing a big part of beer for sure. Yeah. So yeah. it's not just the people in those states. Everybody else. Write them. You're right. You can go to CapitalConnect.com, uh, and that's how you can find the representatives in these different states. And uh, send them a picture of you with all your teeth. Uh, I think that will help. Yeah. This could be you. Yeah. Get a diploma, put a picture of that. Yeah. picture of your, your GED. You know. Yeah. All right. You know what? Maybe we what, all this attention to Haiti relief. What about Mississippi relief? I agree. They need some relief. They need relief. They, they need, need beer relief. relief. They don't have it so bad. They can marry their sisters there, can't they? Yes, so. that's true. That's that's better than what we've got here. Yeah. It's pretty good. You know. Where you can almost marry your brother. <laughs> soon, soon. Uh, so, uh, soon. Okay, so House Bill 0732 and Senate Bill 2717. Additionally, they're asking you to support House Bill 0731 and mm-hmm. Senate Bill 2243. You can find all of this uh, by, you don't have to remember these numbers right now, okay? Homebrewersassociation.org, you can find these things. Um, go there and click on the blog button, and then you'll be able to find all this information. But that those two bills are yeah. seeking to increase the alcohol by weight uh, allowed in beer. Uh, so, oh. in state brewers now have, I don't know what the limit is, but I think it's pretty low. And so this is giving them the opportunity to brew traditional styles with higher alcohol, uh, which are now prohibited, so that you'll have more selection and brewers will be able to do their thing, you know, be creative. Yeah, but wait a minute here. Stronger alcohol beers are really not appropriate. I mean, because, I mean, we have wine that's like stronger, we have liquor that's stronger, but Oh, wait a minute. So you can drink stronger things? <laughs> you can, apparently. Uh, as long mind. as they're not malt-based. You know, I, I can't it's believe it's you dangerous. don't understand the difference here, yeah. Brian. People that, can't handle it. There seems to be a lack of logic here. I, I don't understand why that should be legal. Cough syrup is stronger, probably, than most beers? A lack well. of <laughs> a lack of logic in government? Impossible. In yeah. Mississippi? <laughs> yeah. So... The bills won't make it without your participation right. is the deal. And yeah. as Brian was saying, you know, you really need to contact your state representative and senator uh, of your district and just politely urge them to support the House and Senate bills. Ask if they do support the bills. Um, you know, it doesn't. It really doesn't hurt to call and say, hey, do you know yeah. about these bills? Ask if they've even heard about uh, them. And, and ask if, if they support them. Because what happens is um, the Raise Your Pints group will make a list of which representatives do and don't support it. If you make some phone calls and figure out who they are... And and then they know where to direct their efforts and to really try to sway opinion. Actually, um, that wasn't what I said. No, I said if you're not in those states, right, you're in yeah, California. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, write them a letter. Understood. Do it from here, too. Because yeah. you know uh, what? The people in Mississippi that are homebrewers, they're going to really thank you. Yeah. that's you know, Maybe they'll send you a homebrew. Yeah. Um, but I would make a suggestion one. if you are in Mississippi and you're writing a letter, don't do it in like your normal crown. Like, Get somebody <laughs> to help you type. Conjugate. Type uh, it. 
Please also Spell contact check. chairs and vice chairs of the Mississippi Senate Finance Committee and the House Ways and Means Committee to request their support for the bills to be heard by their committee. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, different doors that these things have to go through to make it. And the more you can do, you know, the better off. So CapitalConnect.com, uh, whether you're in or not in Mississippi, is where you can find out who the local representatives are. And you can get all the information about these bills by going to homebrewersassociation.org and click on the blog button. And there's a post there. It's uh, the most recent post. Gary Glass put it up there, and all this info is there. <sighs> blog still sounds like a dirty word to me. It is a weird word. It's dirty. The okay. blogs you go to are. Yeah, well, yeah they are. The blogs I Underground re- blogs. release are, too. Decoction is on the line. I guess he has a question for us already. Decoction, what's yeah. happening? Yeah, I'll take it. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How are you, man? Oh, pretty good. It's cool being on hold because I can listen to the show. No, I know. No. Uh, I know. It's, oh, I know. Yeah. Anyways, on to the business. Um, <laughs> I was curious how I can calculate beer calories. I know it sounds gay, but I went to the gym the other day, and then I got home and drank like a barley wine, and I was just curious <laughs> how much good I undid. All of it. No, there are only eight calories in a barley wine. Uh, normal beer is about five calories per bottle. What? <laughs> awesome. Keep thinking I like that, that, man. Yeah. I like the Brian Hunt diet. Well, he's a slim guy. Maybe he's right. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's two different kinds of calories. There's calories and there's man calories. <laughs> so you, you probably had eight man calories. Yeah. Oh. We call them Mallory's. Cool. <laughs> you know, technically, I, I I wouldn't worry so much about the calories. You probably did yourself some good by feeding your body back some carbohydrates. You know what I'm saying? You right. burnt them off there, and oh. uh, yeah, I don't know, yeah. man. It's hard to. It was, it was still better than just drinking. We've always said here, you know, we've done some shows, uh, mostly when we were over on CBS Radio, where we talked about this stuff, because we were talking to the the general population and not just you beer guys. And the question did come up a lot about light, you know, what does it mean to be a light beer and what the calories are? Uh, You know what we found out in the end was was really just to have about a handful less of potato chips and you're fine. It's really the difference between, say, a light beer and a regular beer, you know, like your barley wine or something else. Like, the the difference is really minimal. I would cut out other high-calorie foods if I were you, brother, and not worry so much about the beer. And I'm not just saying that because I love beer. You really yeah. could do the same thing by just, you know, put down the goddamn potato chips for Try once. Try the drive-thru diet. Replace your regular fast food with Taco Bell. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Or just don't have okay. cheese in the cheeseburger. Don't have the double That's burger. Right, yeah. you know. I just don't have french fries with your burrito. Yeah. <laughs> now, are you just, are you a fat load? You're this trying to remedy talk. that or are you no, just no, trying no, to get in like, shape? I'm not the fattest load ever, but, you know, I, I like, been known to be I like fat. women. But I like, like women, you know. I'm not. I'm not Chad fat. I am my own Chad fat. <laughs> I see. But, but do women like you? Is the question. Uh, Chad's not fat. He's uh, generally, you know, I've got a big beard and a beer belly, so you know, of course, they come flocking. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course they do. Doesn't that work JP. that way for you, JP? Well, I wouldn't say my beard is big. Oh, <laughs> but my chin is huge. Well, I don't know. Oh yeah, it's got more chins like than one. a Chinese phone book. All right, brother. Good question. I gotta oh, wait, go. Second question. Second question. Quick. Right. How do I get an event put onto the events page on the website? Send it to Chad at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yeah, the fat load. Well, first talked about. Okay, cool. First, yeah. I was calling. I Good luck sent with that. an email the other last week about the uh, hop convention. I went to the hop growers convention and uh, there was a luncheon that was. Uh, led by Brindleton, and he did a tasting with some stuff. It was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. Anytime you can yeah, go to a Brindleton event, that's a good thing. Yeah, and I asked. He, he says he doesn't dry hop in the dark anymore. So that's good. He turns yeah. the light on because right, you know brothers. it's easy to fall off a tank. I've talked yeah. to them. Safety is very important in breweries, and you need to really see what you're doing. 
This is an well, excellent point. Well, yeah, and if those little guys fall off of stuff, they tend to beat themselves up pretty bad. <laughs> no one will find you in the morning. You know anything about that, Doc? You know, we fall farther, but we cry softer. <laughs> 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 yeah. All right, brother, All right, thanks. i got to get back to work, guys. All right, later. All right, bye. <clears throat> He's got to get back to work. Oh, so do we. Uh, I think that's it. Oh, uh, one uh, more announcement. Yes. Anybody looked at the speaker roster for the National Homebrewers Conference lately? No. No. I'm on it. Why? Really? What, 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 I <laughs> I what that, are you going to talk about? I thought they were always looking for people that knew something about uh, I know. homebrewing. The, or, uh, the committee uh, contacted me and said, hey, Justin, so you, would you <laughs> like to... Uh, they said my name. They didn't say Jamil. They said Justin. They said it clearly. Yeah. So they knew who they were talking to. Yeah, uh, would you like to be a speaker at our uh, conferences here? I thought that was pretty cool. I saw your script, and it's something like I almost can remember it. I mean, I'm impressed. It's like, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the bathrooms on the far left, and uh, <laughs> yeah, please hold your something else besides that. Yeah, that's right. That was that. Yeah, it's true. It is just to be head usher, but I'm still flattered by the invite. You know? Cool. You want a career in radio. I mean, because last year Pushy Jack was head usher, and you know. Know, this yeah. year it's me. I'm moving up. What are you going to be talking about? Yeah. Or do you know? And they just said, "What are you got? You pick." Wait a minute. You were, you were talking last year, weren't you? A moderator? Or something I was like the that? moderator. They see that they trust me doing it. Any people know I can do that because it's none of my own information. Well, yeah, they must have done well enough. <laughs> now they're promoting you to just keep uh, from fighting. Speaker. Yeah, they are so confident uh, they didn't care what I talk about. Oh no, I don't know. What the, I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know. probably won't know until uh, the night before. All I, I all I will say is it would be wise of them not to schedule me at that goddamn nine a.m. session yeah. on any day. I like a they have to work around you. You cannot make. Hey, I'm just yeah. being honest about any my day. abilities. You and, can stay uh, up that late. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I would have to probably do it that way, and then my talk would be fascinating. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, I was kind of excited about being on the roster. I can I'm holding see you back guys, laughter. I can see you guys are, too. Just like all the support you gave me about my nomination to be on the governing yeah, we committee. Know, well, we just don't understand either one. That's all. Bunch of dicks, man. I can't even get support in my <laughs> own, they, my own radio think, station, yeah. Brian. They I, won't I know support how I feel. Who nominated, who nominated you? Yeah, what the hell that happened? And what are you going to speak about, it, by the way? It was probably an inside job. <laughs> I don't know who nominated me. What I think is that in this room, with all of the people who have... Such great knowledge of beer and brewing and other stuff. Should I turn your microphone off now or let you? Yeah, right. blah, 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 blah. It's very elegant. That's an elegant way of putting Ooh, it. Ooh, Bevo jabs. She gets jabs no, no, low. I, I, I love you and I mean it. Thank okay, you. yeah, you should just turn off my microphone because yeah. it's yeah. just. You know, go down. You'll see. I'll show you guys. I'm going to give the best talk oh, at the conference. Well, that's for the keynote. I said that's great. I just want to know what you were talking so about. So you no, you're going to have Doc write oh, it. I don't know. Everybody else is insulting your knowledge. I'm not. I'm just saying. I don't know. What are you talking about? Because Brian, Brian hasn't finished my outline yet, so I'm not sure what the... I think it's in front of us. I, wa- I want to know who is going to be in the next room speaking. Yeah, what's the what's the alternate track? Yeah, are you gonna are you gonna make us sit in the front row and, and yes, all in the here? <laughs> because I need somebody there to plant. Questions. I'm gonna start that slow clap. Yeah, I'm gonna bring my audio equipment so I can play like the uh, the applause and so that it sounds on the, on the recording. That, yeah, that would be great. And it's very popular. Probably that weren't there. The room was. I'm gonna packed. sleep through it. I'm sure it's going to be very very popular. You should just replay a Sunday show <laughs> and and mouth it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That'd be great if you went in there and said, okay, I'd like to talk about what if barley were native to North America. <laughs> exactly. Steal Brian's act. Yeah, uh, yeah but I'm speaking there. If I'm That'd ahead of you, you could look you. really bad. That'd even be better. <laughs> Bring it. It's just real simple. You have a couple kegs set up. I mean, what more do you need? That's true. You can talk about it. Yeah, it works for uh, me. I know. Star sand beer. 
I can talk about that. <laughs> yeah. You got a couple of kegs of that. See, think about it. I could do a what not to do session that would would be very informative. Yeah, but there's that's, lots of that's over things. <laughs> so yesterday, <laughs> it is. We all know what to do now. All right. Well, well, that's very good. I'm very uh, thank you, JP. I will be in the front row. I appreciate that. Uh, I got hopefully some ideas. Not sitting in hairy gum to show you when you're talking. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. All right, Chad. All right. Well, not much to talk about other than the uh, Winter Brews Fest going on next weekend. What uh, else is there? Yeah, that's pretty much it. So great. Uh, we'll go to break then. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a couple of things going on in February. You got to get your entries in. Um, Quaff, they're throwing a, a competition. Get your entries in by the 13th. Go to uh, quaff.org and check out the info there. There's also a homebrew at the WEB competition going on in Michigan on the 20th and 21st of February by the Cass River Homebrewers Club. There's an AHA rally on the 28th of February at St. Arnold Brewing down in Houston. Say what's up to Mufasa. He's probably around. Um, and then SF Beer Week, of course, coming up after the BN Winter Brews Festival. After, of course. After. And, uh, you know, I just want to talk about the uh, Winter Brews Fest. There are, like, you know, 40 beers, as Justin was saying earlier, but also some great bands, some great food, a lot of local Oakland folks coming out, some vendors, um, you know, BMX stuff going on, fire artists. Yeah, we so have a lot BMX of really cool people stuff. there. I forgot <laughs> yeah. about that. Flamethrowers. And fire people. Fire, fire, yeah. fire. So yeah. come out and check that out, if anything. Oh, I mean, God. it's pretty cool. There's a lot of good stuff going on with that, and uh should be a good time. Okay. And also, Tony from Lagunitas is going to come out. The The owner of Lagunitas is going to come out and play guitar That's for a little right. while with us. So that, that'll yeah. be a really good time. I'm excited about that. I've heard for years that Tony is a badass on that guitar. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> he can play. We're going to find out. Yeah. We're going to see it. My dogs all just came in here like a herd of cards. in like that. <laughs> Stampede. What the fuck did that happen anyway? <laughs> they broke out. Just all three of them at once Jailbreak. came through the door. Just, Bevo's oh, trying. Geez. I hate my life. You know, <laughs> I, you know, you can you can build a new studio, you can paint the walls, but you can't take the kid out of Pacheco and his ghetto ass radio show. Man. Thank you, Chad. You did a wonderful job. Chad's announcements are brought to you today by Brewmaster's Warehouse. You can go to brewmasterswarehouse.com. And uh, we love them at Brewmaster's Warehouse. They have that... Uh, Ed, right? They have Yeah, yeah. Ed. That's Ed's right. Great. They have that brew builder software right there on the website. Oh, yeah. You yeah. go through, you pick all your ingredients, it throws them into your shopping cart, and uh, bada bing, bada boom, you got yourself a uh, homebrew kit. I know a uh, kind of a techie guy who really likes it. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. Pushy does do that. Okay, and one more thing i got to get to. I'll try to do it quickly. Let's do our feedback. feedback. Oh, my God. You've got mail. Kick ass. All right, feedback's brought to you today by White Labs Yeast Company. You know, you can go and join their customer club. They like it when you do that, and you get uh, different awards and prizes and things by doing it. Plus, you get all the information on, like, their platinum strains, which I I think are coming out right now, or maybe have already come out. So, whitelabs.com is our sponsor of the feedback. And it's a really quick feedback today, I think. Uh, good day, Justin and crew. Uh, and an Aussie email came through. I just want to let you guys know I love the show, especially Can You Brew It? Tasty is a legend. They Ooh, say. Oh, nice. wow. A legend. Sweet. In my own mind. Yeah, and in and in the Aussie mind, huh. I know you guys have a loyal <laughs> listener a group mind. here in Australia. So I was wondering if you could give our local homebrew club a little plug. Sure, no problem. I run the uh, oh, homebrew comp. It, it is sorry. Uh, I run the Tanunda Show Homebrew Competition held in the Barassa Valley, uh, Valley, which of course is famous for its wine. Yes. Uh, in March, entry is only three bucks. We're wow. the largest homebrew competition after the state qualifying comp, and this year we're doing something cool. 
We've come up with a concept called the ANZAC Challenge. ANZAC stands for the Australia Australian and New Zealand Army Corps. And the term ANZACs was given to our soldiers during World War One. So we celebrate ANZAC Day each year in April. And we want to do our part to honor those that have fought for our country by encouraging local brewers to use all Australian and New Zealand ingredients. In the past few years, there have been several great new hop varieties to come out, such as Nelson Savin from New Zealand and the Australian Galaxy, which has really taken the Aussie homebrew scene by storm, he says. Uh, sounds like a hockey team, doesn't it? The yeah, Australian yeah. Galaxy. Uh, so it's Watch a new out, concept, buddy. he says, that to our knowledge, no one else has done before. Yeah. Trying to get as many people involved as possible. That's good. Etc. 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 Okay, so there's your plug. So I guess look up um, Anzac, A-N-Z-A-C, and um, the Tanunda Show Homebrew Competition. Tanunda from Because he didn't give me a website or anything, so you're just going to have to Google it. I don't think the web is down there yet. You know, it <laughs> might not be. I think it's just, hand, it's just post. Okay, and last one. Hello there, beer tards. I've been meaning to write this for a while. <laughs> thank uh, you. But I usually get too drunk and forget. I just wanted to thank you guys for all that you do for homebrewing. I've been homebrewing for almost a year now and have learned almost everything I know from you shitheads. Uh, with the help of the BM, <laughs> uh, the BN, uh, hmm, I took home a silver medal from the Dominion Cup in oh, Richmond, right. Virginia. Rock. For my ESB. ESB, that's great job. job. Do better next time. It was my first competition, (laughs) and I won at the ripe age of 21 and two months. Oh, wait a second. What's with a young beer? I seriously couldn't have done it without all the beer knowledge and the ass hattery that I've acquired from the BN. Keep it up, boys and lady. Martin from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, PSJP should have won Douche of the Year. Oh. Well, you know what? Maybe Virginia should have won Douche of the Year. (laughs) Good one. Thank you. Right all back right. at ya. There yeah. you go. All right. Now we get Virginia man. And that's all I have for feedback. Okay. Oh. Well, now that uh, Brian has a beer, we can take a break. <laughs> yeah. well, he's well, he's only, only said he only got half a beer. beer. Come on. Uh, well, this, now we're in the break. All right. We're going to go to the break. break. Uh, I'm going to check the internet again, which is not working very well. Mm, so most of you are going to hear all this tomorrow. It was a really good segment, too, I have to say. That you've uh, all missed. Which Crank one? it up. This one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, this one. No, I thought you meant last week. All right. Quick break. When we come back, we're going to start talking to Brian uh, about what's new at Moonlight. Got some different beers on the roster that weren't there last time you were with us. And uh, we'll start on our main topics for today. So 888-401-BEER or hit the chat now button on the homepage and uh, grab yourself a beer, too. You, you might need it. Hang in there. It's the session. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hey, Push, the new brewery's looking good. Thanks, Fen. Piece by piece. Well, let's fire her up. Whoa! Is that a new kettle? Yeah, just got it brand new, but paid half price. What? And that blade scale? 40% off. And the new tap handle? Five bucks instead of 13. Got a new regulator for the brew stand, too, but five bucks instead of 25. Dude, where are you stealing all this stuff from? Where else? The more beer deal of the day. 
Announcing the Beer, Beer, and More Beer Deal of the Day. Every day, a new fantastic deal from big items to small that will blow you away. Boil kettles, carboy carriers, sterile siphon starters, digital timers. Watch morebeer.com every day for a new deal and you just might find the item you've been waiting for at a price you cannot believe. Hurry, because stock is limited on most items. And that sweet Guinness cap, let me guess. The The more beer beer deal deal of the day. day. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, let's brew something. Find the more beer deal of the day at morebeer.com. Celebrity voices impersonated. There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Are you suffering from the winter blues? Well, get ready for some winter brews, brah! The Brewing Network's Winter Brews Festival is Saturday, January 30th. We just sat down and went, what do we want? And that's how we tried to plan this. 25 Bones gets you a commemorative glass, five beers, live music, and access to more than 30 of the hottest breweries around. 21st Amendment, Russian River, Valley Brewing, Magnolia, Firestone Walker, Uncommon Brewers, Gordon Beersh, Moonlight, Lagunitas, Triple Rock, The Brewery, Ale Industries, Drake's, Firehouse Grill, Speakeasy, Linden Street, Odonata, and more. Four blocks from the West Oakland BART at Linden Street Brewery. Come enjoy the Brewing Network's first annual Winter Brews Festival. All the details are at thebrewingnetwork.com slash on tap. Replace your winter blues with winter brews. The Brewing Network's Winter Brews Festival. Great food, music, and beer. Saturday, January 30th. Don't miss it. BN Army members, are you looking for a discount on hops? Keep listening. Nico's Homebrew Supply at nicobrew.com has hops by the ounce and by the pound. Choose from varieties like Amarillo, Centennial, East Kent Goldings, Holly Tower, Simcoe, Summit, Tomahawk, Warrior, Willamette, and more. And adding new varieties all the time, many for less than 20 bucks a pound. Whether a couple ounces at a time or an 11-pound bag, all hops are shipped vacuum-sealed and frozen straight to you. Nico's Homebrew Supply offers store-wide $5 flat-rate shipping and won't waste your money on unnecessary overhead or advertising. They're going bare bones and passing the savings on to you. The staff at Nico's Homebrew Supply loves to brew and is committed to keeping homebrewing affordable and accessible to anyone who wants to join in this great hobby. And for a limited time, use coupon code BNARMY at checkout for a Brewing Network discount. Visit NicoBrew.com. That's N-I-K-O Brew.com for your hops and more. NicoBrew.com, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. This is Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to the Brewing Network. And now, back to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters. On the Brewing Network.
Okay, welcome back to the program. Boy, are you podcast listeners lucky you didn't have to sit through a 15-minute break with me trying to fix the uh, internet connection. The show just goes on like there is no space or time for you, so uh, you're lucky it people just happens. out there. Yeah, sorry for the delay, Brian. This drives me nuts, but uh, hopefully you can stay a little bit longer and uh, just do the show with us as we would anyway. I heard you were already nuts. <laughs> That's true. A few more beers, though. I'll be fine. I won't give a shit. Well, it might help me, too. <laughs> you know. Uh, so Brian is pouring us some nice beers, and uh, that's kind of where I wanted to start with you anyway, because a lot of, you, you've added some things to your lineup, and, and certainly to your creative lineup since we last spoke to you. Tell us about what's new at Moonlight. New? Oh, what the hell? I'm always doing something different. Uh, I think some call it ADHD. I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, if I make the same thing all the time, uh, I go basically nuts. So I'm always right? trying to figure out something. Uh, I'm playing a lot with unhopped beers. It's kind of like, if you think you have everything settled, you think you understand everything, all right, we'll take out something you think is key and replace it with something else. It's like, that tells you how much you're standing on your own two feet. Is uh, that your crea- Is that your nice spin on that there was a hop shortage and you needed to figure something out? Uh, I can't say online even uh, what I feel <laughs> about some of the hop companies that are uh, involved yeah. with that, but... Um, that did have some part of it, and some part of it had already been long-seated, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, a couple hundred years ago. I do like this idea. You say, take out one of your integral ing- ingredients and see if you can figure this out. It does say something about you as a brewer, or any Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. It is what you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's really easy to copy what else is knowledge out there, but then it's a whole lot harder to understand that and use that to be able to handle changes. Right. You take out hops. Well, okay, you sure as hell better understand hops if you're going to take them out and still make something that's, A, called beer, possibly B, drinkable. Yeah. Excellent point. The absence of hops even gives you a better understanding of of what they do, how they work, what you are now missing because of it. Yeah. So, and you have uh, a few different beers, or at least a couple different beers without hops now, is that right? Uh, I guess I've made three of them. Okay. Okay. Pretty much there's not much left of nearly all of them. The last chance you'll have to have some of them is, uh, I think it's a Monday of Beer Week. Uh, I'll be in oh. Berkeley okay. at uh, Bobby G's Pizza, and uh, I'll bring the last of some of the ones. Okay. You can go to sfbeerweek.org. There'll be a full list of them. So if you look up that one on Monday, then you, you can go down Which and I haven't seen Brian. it yet, but there's a lot. Of, you know, it it yeah. involves a computer and keys, and <laughs> I have fingers that don't always you know behave i see <laughs> <laughs> even in large crowds <laughs> yeah. like beer fest yeah what are you a japanese businessman now or something <laughs> you know that too don't you yeah <laughs> so uh so what are the names of these three that you've done just in case anybody does see them out there in the ether well in secrets uh, in sequence is working for tips is one of the ones that those of us here in the um studio are been tasting uh working for tips has uh, the tips of redwood branches oh uh, it's kind of funny that someone said to me, how do you get up there way up high and get those tips? They think I'm at the top of the tree. You know, uh, the tips of the branches, the ends of the branches, any conifer, any basically pine or evergreen, the tips of the branches in springtime will have different growth on them. And that's great for vitamin C if you're ever stranded, you're skiing in the backcountry and you got uh, messed up, you can chew on the tips of the, of the pine for whatever conifer trees. And, really? And yeah, it's going to get know. scurvy. I mean, you may die of malnutrition, but you won't get <laughs> scurvy. a broken leg. Important. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But you don't want scurvy with a broken leg, right? It's just not much fun. So the tips have been used for actually millennia in beer. And uh, I just happen to have redwood trees around the brewery because that's 
kind of the place I live. So that's what Which I is use. where it's basically, you're in Sonoma County, right? Yeah, I'm uh, far western Sonoma County. Okay. Or far western Santa Rosa, actually. Okay. Still in Sonoma County. So you do have these literally right in your backyard. Well, yeah, there's only like two of them to hang over the brewery. Got it. Uh, you know, and you either trim them when you put them in the multiplier, you trim them when you put them in your beer, and if I can save <laughs> buying hops, then uh, yeah. sometimes it's tough to decide these things. So... How really do you decide what to try, though? Was that just something like you just thought, hey, why don't I try these? Or is there some method to your madness when you're trying to replace hops? There's a lot of method. I drink a lot first. Um, Good. Are you implying something? (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) I'm not sure I believe that. But uh, (laughs) you know what? I look at history first. And uh, we'll talk about history of brewing at some point in the future here uh, on this same show here today, uh, tonight or this morning or whenever you're listening. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Because you're obviously not listening online because everyone else is shopping on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, That's not a plug for Amazon. Don't get me wrong. It's an internet shortage. Yes. There's a shortage of internet. Yeah. It's, uh, (laughs) I think, global internet shrinkage. Um, So anyway, I look at what's historical, what makes sense to put in your beer. I mean, why should you put anything in your beer? Well, ideally, you put something in your beer that makes sense. You can put your thumb in. It's just going to make a warm beer. You put weird urban spices out of your kitchen. I mean, if you like pumpkin pie, you can make some really cool stuff out of beer. It's not necessarily beer. Uh, then again, I don't really, frankly, just know what the hell beer is. Yeah, that's a good... Uh, I knew you were going somewhere with that, because that's a good... Uh, well, you're right. Although, at some point, you have to... I mean, it's not a grape-based beverage, right? So that's not... Yes, I that's guess right. you know what's not beer. That's um, true. So does that mean, then, that it has to be... God, I, I was afraid we were going to do that. Uh, I, did I don't want to be too it, esoteric, yeah. but... Yeah. Um, I mean, does it then have to be a, 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 a grain-based um, um, beverage? Hell if I know. See, I, I only make the stuff. I think maybe it does. I think, that, I think it does. I think it has to be a, a grain-based beverage. What, whatever it is, Justin, I really want to harass you about, what is it about this? I, I don't know those of you that are not watching online. I mean, they don't even have any beer for us to drink <laughs> while we're here, like, on the microphone. And I just I just don't think that's right. Well, and, you haven't learned our shtick yet, because this is only... You, you need to come do the show more often. Uh, that We invite you so that you can give us beer. That's really the only reason you're no, here. He, he, yeah, but you're all drinking his... beer and my glasses are empty. So, I mean, what... <laughs> But that's yeah. what, what does that say? About. His glass is always empty. Yeah. And what does he have to do to get a damn beer around here? I Whose leg we, does he have to hump? I thought we we have now strategically placed the kegs r- right next to you so that you won't have this problem. Well, the microphone won't reach that far. So, Tasty, get that man a beer. <laughs> you just turn that chair around. Or, or something that we think is a beer. I don't know what this. Uh, you had a beer. Now, you now, gave it to me. <laughs> a reeb. Yeah. Going to rearrange everything now. Yes, yeah, so I gave you something strange. <laughs> Can we just put a tap here in the middle of the you know, table here? Now that That's I've moved some of the equipment, I think that it's. And I, I'd like to ask, what kind of brewing network is this that doesn't have a tap in the middle of the uh, the desk, the table <laughs> area? Brand new Working. studio, no b- built-in taps. That's true. Yeah, and next week really is our official uh, new new studio show uh, too. We've got a week to put in. You a, tap. a week to put in the taps. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to hear about a single tower. tap either. <laughs> it's got to yeah. be multi-tower, multi-tap yeah, tower. Yeah. Okay. So, at some point, though, you you, you you have an understanding of beer and, and what the traditional ingredients are, and then you start to deconstruct it and replace them with something else. So, you, you I guess at least you're saying, uh, or at least I would be saying, um, I'm going to remove hops. What do hops add to my beer? Well, the first thing, I guess, is bitterness to balance the malt sweetness. 
So you have to look for something that is going to balance that that sweetness. Chronologically, yeah. Okay. yeah. The first thing is, is early in the boil, you generally add hops to make it more bitter. Otherwise, the word's going to be, you know, the resulting beer is still going to have a sweetness that's kind of like a little insipid and not what I prefer to drink. Right. Uh, I do like bitter. There's something about it. And I think maybe what I like about it is it's not what kids like. <laughs> you know, I'm not a kid anymore. Oh, give me candy. No, I'm really not that big on sweet candy and stuff. I, I like bitter. I just freaking like bitter. You know, Same it's here. like yeah. a whole different ball of wax. Been married? <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. 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 No, I, I agree with you on that. In fact, my palate has, has really changed over the last 15 years to I'm almost exclusively a bitter taste enjoyer. How about bitter and sweet together? Uh, sometimes. But the sweet for me almost always has to be in moderation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, well, let's take, if I may, for example, the first beer that I tried of yours today was the Artemis. Um, Although I think it's a, uh, is is Gruet a beer? Is beer a Gruet? uh, Gruet's a style of beer. We're totally out of sequence, but I don't really give a damn because it's not my show and it doesn't matter to me. But at least it gives me a place to ask you about this, uh, uh, about what you're doing here as you deconstruct. Okay, this is not a Gruet. Okay. A gruit actually has three basic herbs that have to be used, at least in my eyes. There are other people who probably disagree with me. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> who would that be? I don't know. Um, the three basic herbs, in my mind, that belong in a gruit. Uh, one is myrica gale, sweet gale, it's also called. Uh, it's an herb. Uh, it's part of a tree. There's actually a myrica californicus, which I haven't played with too much. I've I've chewed on the leaves and, and probably find a place for it. It's just not as delightfully aromatic as the uh, the northern European version. It's wild rosemary, uh, which is not related to culinary rosemary. It's got some other names, and it's um, unfortunately not available here. There's actually... Also, a relative here that grows on the west coast of the United States, but um, and thirdly, yarrow, which is frankly everywhere. Um, I must warn you if you read uh, 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 Wild and or excuse me, uh, Healing and Sacred Beers, Sacred and Healing Beers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some listings of yarrow, but a lot of people I've talked to have made a yarrow beer find it can put them on the dark side, or people have talked about. Uh, People get in fights after having this beer. It's kind of really? a different kind of understanding of what things can do to you. We all take hops for granted, but if beer didn't have hops, and then we tasted a hops beer, we might actually feel slightly differently. Yeah. But you and I, and I'm thinking the rest of us in this room, uh, probably don't relate to hops actually having any effect on us because it's just kind of so something we're used to. Right. We've built up an, our tolerance. I think on a strong like uh, IPAs, double IPAs, I do get an extra little bump from the from the hops. Well, I hope so. Yeah. Vic from the Bistro, you know, puts on these wonderful hop festivals and double IPA festivals at his place. Talk to him about this, and and he has the same philosophy. And in fact, he he, I, I think I have him oh, on yeah. tape as saying um, it was one of his double IPA festivals, and and he was very serious and 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 very happy to claim that the lupulin factor in 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 those beers that day he felt just made everybody happy. He said, you know, this festival I can notice the difference in people than say my barrel aged festival where we're not necessarily focusing lupulin and, and these different hops. So he, you know. He really believes it, yeah, that it does have an effect on it. Absolutely. And as I'm drinking this beer, I'm, um, 
I'm getting really horny, Brian. I'm thinking that the herb. No, it's not that. But I was thinking that uh, herbs uh, and, and and different. Things- I know. Looking at a bunch of us guys does that to you. <laughs> it's, it's not a problem. <laughs> but using herbs uh, historically have uh, they they were healing. They were used in medicines. Uh, in, in some ways, they're the basis for for even different modern medicines. So, well, they're frankly just used in life back then. I mean, you didn't go to the grocery store and buy the huge diversity you have. No, you had uh-huh. herbs that uh, had a plar- part in everything that you did in your life and everything you ate and drank and whatnot. Um, you went it, to Ook's tent and traded him some, you know, skins <laughs> for some of his <laughs> some yarrow. Thank for you, some moss. Yarrow. Yeah. Rosemary. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. It's kind of interesting. Yarrow is uh, particularly famous for having like the dark side or the fighting aspect or some things that I don't entirely understand. Interesting. Which scares a living daylight out of me to put in a beer that I put out there commercially because uh, I don't want people to be uh, broadsided or, let's say, even combatant. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd rather have people know what it is they're getting into, which is why I've avoided that. I have about 20 pounds of dried yarrow in the brewery that I'm trying to wait for the right use for. But uh, it might have Yeah. You should make a 2012 beer. Just wait till you... <laughs> Where have you been? I already have. Just wait till your neighbor pisses you off and you need it. <laughs> Sounds like Roger from uh, Triple Rock Hall. All he drinks is Yarrow, yarrow. beer. I had a Yarrow beer at a festival and it tasted like he, the guy put dried cousin in there. And it, I, I pinned him down and he still said, nope, just Yarrow in uh, there. And, but it, it was delightful. It really and, was. And did you feel high? Or, well, or you're saying just the flavor? It's just the flavor, okay. mostly. I see. And I, well, I it was get, on acid. I didn't get combative, head. but... Yeah, yeah, you're always combative. So you don't yeah, have yarrow actually, in this. In more this combative. Beer, no, artemis. no. I've, yeah. I've been too afraid to use it until I understand it enough. Okay, uh, that's just not. That's interesting. Though. Responsible of me to do that. Did you have any of the the gruet uh, herbs that you've just mentioned? No, actually not. I've okay. uh, not used them. I have uh, two out of the three um, in the brewery. I'm just waiting for the right opportunities, uh, and I haven't done that. So I, I've played with enough other things. But if you take something that you know is is happily something you have to have to make a beer, you take it out, boy, do you understand what it does yeah. and what it doesn't do. And that that's really a way to um, understand things, like I said. Yeah. So... I'm not exactly sure how to ask you, ask you this question, but are you are you satisfied with the result? And I guess what I mean is, are you ready to give up on hops, or is this just an experiment? Some of us uh, in small breweries have contracts that um, we rather not talk about that we have to. <laughs> we talked about it a little last week too. When pretty Vinny much hell freezes over, yeah, at a prices almost like they ought to be illegal and suitable for a lawsuit. But uh, we won't go into that, will okay. we? Now, because that would just be an emotional issue. Um, <laughs> Well, we don't no, but I what do. are emotions, though? <laughs> It'll really? be a change for JP not to be having the emotional... <laughs> yeah. uh, don't get me wrong, I do love hops. I adore hops. There's, uh, let's say, I, I do get a, a serious dose of hops uh, on a daily basis. Uh, but that doesn't mean that's all there is to life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's kind of fun to, to see what else you can do. Because, imagine this, this is, uh, you know, some of us don't have a whole lot of sense of uh, history. Uh, some of us have went to at least public school. Um <laughs> One reference I can use is the time of Columbus, 1492. Half the beer in Europe had no hops. Really? Yeah. Okay. That wasn't that long ago. I mean, that was that guy in the boat. Um, yeah, I think Tasty was around then. I think I might have been there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd, I'd be curious. I would hear stories later. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the first hops showed up, the first hops beer showed up in England in the year 14 something or other. 
So, uh, and it took a while to get that established. There was certainly a lot of resistance to that because that's another freaking, you know, wrong thing to put in your beer. And then that brings the question of what is wrong to put in your beer? Yeah. Is it any wrong hops? Ugh. Right. Come on. There what are you doing time. putting hops in your beer? Is that any more wrong than some of the things I put in my beer? Yeah. What did they, do you know what they used hops for before then? Were they just a weed somewhere that no, that was, they was thrown away? They weren't so much used. They weren't yeah. grown on the, on yeah. the English Isles. They were grown on the continent. Uh, they actually, from what I can understand, seem to have evolved around the Turkey area. And, uh, been found to be not so bad in beer and uh, slowly eked into uh, the rest of Europe okay. and the continent, like I said, and continent, excuse me, the, uh, the British Isles, like I said, 1400 something or other. Okay. So, um, you know what? All this stuff is like, it's not something new. Like, oh, let's put all these weird, crazy things in our beer. No, it's not that this is actually really retro thing. Okay. That's a good point, but we do, but we don't expect it uh, anymore. So it, it's it is different to people, I guess, at the very yeah. least. And actually, if you think about hops, it's kind of funny how hops came to be. Uh, there was a time in Europe when the uh, Catholic Church had a monopoly, and they sold the Gruet herbs, those three major herbs, as well as a few proprietary ones. And if you had a brewer, you wanted to buy at least those three critical ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never really had a beer with all three, but I suspect, from what I know of flavor, they belong somehow together, and they each contribute something that makes, when the three are together, something just amazing and beyond their individuals. Yeah. So, from those three major, major Gruet herbs, and you added whatever you wanted, and it was more local or more to your taste. Should you have colas, and everyone has a different bunch of little weird things they put in your cola Pepsi Cola, yeah. Coca Cola, RC Cola, Shasta Cola. For those of you that are old around here, um, <laughs> Tab. Oof, we won't go there. But um, RC was bad no, well, that's why you're so skinny. Yeah. Um, so anyway, or meth. Um, so it's hard to say <laughs> what different herbs you use to to make it. But you start from these basic three herbs, and part of that is you want to, oddly enough, feel good from drinking beer. Even better than without. And also, part of it is you want to have some sort of level of preservation, which hops do today. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the major contribution, contributions of hops. Yeah, yeah. Is that they help preserve a beer. Stabilize it. Yeah, stabilize it, right. They uh, kind of upset a few lactic acid creatures and some other ones. They go, we don't really like this. We're not going to hang around here. We're, yeah. we're leaving. That's fine with us. Sure. So that's where you use hops. So use some other things, and they're antimicrobial, and your beer lasts a bit longer. I mean, anybody here, probably a lot of homebrewers, we've had beer that um, really we shouldn't drink because it's you know pretty much flat out nasty. Yeah. So you know you given that chance of drinking something that's absolutely nasty and ought to be flushed or or was already flushed, and then you have a choice of drinking something with oh maybe some hops or some other weird herbs, and damn, you know it's. I could drink another one of these. Okay. That's a hell of a trade-off, and that's really going to skew history and progress to the ones that help you make a tasty beer that you're going to want to actually drink a second, third, fourth, twelfth uh, glass of. Yeah. Or if you're the guy making it, and your beer's going to last more than two weeks. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't drink beer that's you know out in the market more than tw- two well, weeks. But... You know, these guys are out making beer in the medieval times, and they're, it, after about a week, it's getting kind of nasty. Yeah. And, but if you throw some hops in there, now he's got two. Well, you certainly look at you know you yeah. might be able to sell actually all those kegs, yeah. casks. Excuse mm-hmm. me, they weren't kegs back then, casks yeah. or barrels. Uh, whereas if it starts to get a little funky and you can't sell it because it's a little too funky, I mean you can only drink so much of that yourself. You start blending. 
Yeah, you start blending, or you said, God, you know what? If I use these weird ass herbs, it actually tastes uh, wow, tastes okay. I, yeah. But you know, three weeks later, I can still sell it. I can still and sell it. I don't know how many people here uh, in this room or in the audience actually have money, have any relevance to the lies. Probably not very many people. But you know, if you're a brewery and you're trying to provide uh, food for yourself and your family, trying to sell beer that lasts for three weeks, yeah, um, I guess I could see something there. Yeah. So in your case. When you're experimenting with these beers, or or maybe you're just brewing these beers and going for it, I don't know your exact uh, process, right? But um, so with hops, I can I can get out my recipe calculator and I and I can estimate the IBUs and how much bitterness I want compared to the malts. It's all very it's pretty well documented. With the different herbs that you're using in these, you know that you're adding some sort of contrast to the sweetness. But how are you measuring it? How are you deciding how much of a different herb to use? Well, see, the problem is back in the, let's say, 1492 is when half the beer was hopped and half was not, although it's an arbitrary number, their operating systems, I mean, they didn't even have Windows back then. You couldn't use some of those programs. <laughs> right. uh, I mean, you laugh, but really, Windows wasn't developed back Windows then. Windows 1408. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. That was uh, that was really rudimentary, and it <laughs> yeah. was not Beta. supportive to some of the uh, programs today. Yeah, yeah. So you had to actually taste ingredients. Uh, it's kind of a, an archaic concept, uh, it's old at that time, but if you pay attention to your ingredients, um, you know, with The Joy of Cooking, is an amazing book, uh, I met one person that couldn't handle the recipes from The Joy of Cooking, and she was Japanese. And perhaps it's just different sensitivities, I don't really know, but generally, Joy of Cooking, you read it, and it makes sense, and you can make the recipes in there. Uh, I don't know enough about uh, some of the small brewing or home brewing books, but if you get a sense that's that's you understand what the author's writing, then it all comes together. Um, so, Joy of Cooking, part of it is there's a whole chapter, Know Your Ingredients. And really, that is the beginning of everything. If you don't know all the different varieties of hops, if you don't know what Munich Malt 20 does, different from Munich Malt 20, excuse me, <laughs> different Munich Malt 10, or Biscuit, oh my God then why bother putting these things in just because some some computer spits out that you should add these things? Well, that's, to me, sad. Because if you taste these malts, and malts are really great, you can just chew on them. Yeah. Some of these herbs, you chew on them, and oh my God, you're shot for a week. Your taste buds are never going to taste anything else. But uh, make tea out of these herbs, or uh, seriously, like the uh, the first beer we had, the Working for Tips, Mm -hmm. has uh, the tips of the redwood branches. In springtime. Uh, I chew on them. I don't know how many people chew on trees. I assume it's really normal, but people have said some <laughs> strange things about me. Um, so I chew on the redwood trees at the brewery. And when they taste right, then I use them to make beer. Well, there's other herbs, that same sort of thing. Uh, the the cedar uh, that I use in the Uncle Fudd, same thing. I drive by these trees all the time, and I keep tasting them when they taste right. Then I have in my mind what I think they would taste good of and good in, in the way of a beer. It's like... You have this flavor in your mind, and you think, if this flavor would be in a beer, how would it taste? How would it taste best? What would that beer be like? So you're tasting this flavor, you're chewing on a branch and imagining beer and imagining this branch, and you're going... And the neighbors are staring at you. Oh, I try not to let people look at me. It's like I pulls his mind. He's chewing on the tree real No, I wear some pants when you're doing the that. tree chewers back, mom. <laughs> the tree chewers back. He's got no pants on. Get in the house, Billy. 
the damn video cameras. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, America's the, funniest home video. I can see. So I see where you and you can taste this, and and the same with the malts, and 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 I like the the thought of of envisioning it in a beer. But there's still a there's still a quantity issue. Well, I, I guess what I'm wondering is if you have to do small pilot, but a ton of brewing with it. Because so even with the grains, right now I can go chew them and go. Well, I love this flavor. I want this in my beer. But I still, because it's so well documented, can now calculate the sugar content I'm going to get so that I can get the right alcohol level, etc. Do uh, you see what I'm saying? So here, yeah, you that's are. really amazing that we have these programs today. Um, Promash, I think, and yeah, some yeah, other ones, yeah. because they're really ideally suited. It's amazing what we can do with computers to analyze all these ingredients, put them together. So if a computer was tasting a beer, it would make a beer the computer would want to drink. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I'm, I like my computer, and I oh. trust its taste. But. <laughs> it's a good taste. Oh, yeah. no, I'm sorry. But, but, I was wrong. You were talking about a beer that you want to drink. Yeah. Then why would a computer have something relevant? That. Well, I think the, that's the premise of Terminator Four. Because <laughs> Arnold I makes a beer, he wants to drink. But I, you know, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, I still want to make a. I, I want to be as educated as possible, uh, especially if I'm a, I'm a craft brewer and I can't, you know, waste a lot of batches of beer. I probably can't afford to do it. Uh, you know, I, I just, I guess, I just, you, you have to have some standards. Or I'm asking you, are you? Throwing these, uh, you know, the, these these redwood tips in, you're thinking, well, you know, a, a handful of my mouth is really goddamn strong. I'm going to try a handful in the beer, and uh, and are you just going for it that All way? All right, I'll tell you what, I, I gauge a lot of these. <laughs> Let me back up. Kind of interesting thing I, I heard years ago that we all count, even if we've learned other languages and we're living in another foreign country, country to, foreign to where we grew up, mm-hmm. we always count in our original language. Hmm. Now, it's kind of a strange concept. We live in the States, but yeah, we grew up in Europe or some other place. Uh, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Um, I can't repeat the language that I grew up with. But um, that sort of context, you have to think about where we are trained in this thing, in these things. So a lot of what I do is I'll take a beer and compare it, honestly, or not a beer, excuse me, ingredients, and compare it to hops. Okay. Uh, because I'm more fluent in hops, and I can say, well, so many pounds of hops in 20 barrels gives me this. And frankly, I do a lot of my formulations in seven barrels because I do a lot of uh, a lot of my earlier brewing recipe formulations were in a seven barrel brewery, which is now Downtown Joe's. Back then, it was Willits. Um, and so I compare. Ah, well, if I chew on this, it has kind of the comparable bitterness or astringency as. So much hops or so forth. The aromatics are pretty mild compared to hops. So I, I kind of do some multipliers and that sort of thing to get some relation to how I use hops. Okay. So if the aromatics are way strong, like the uh, uh, one of the later beers, the uh, Oswego Tea, um, that was so intense, I certainly use a lot fewer pounds for aromatics than it would have hops because they're so much more intense. Intense, excuse me. Uh, whereas the mugwort that I use for bittering, you have chew on that, you make a tea out of that, and you go, come on, come on, a little more. Whereas you have the same number of pounds of even a Cascade or a UK Golding. They're just not going to have the bittering compound anywhere near as small as you get from the uh, mugwort. Okay. So I knew I had to multiply it by a few times to get the character I want to bite off and to contrast the sweetness from the malt. Okay. So really, I do some strange visualizations. I, I visualize flavors, and I don't know how many other people do that. 
as if visualization is the right word for what I do with flavors. If I have a flavor in my head. What does it look like when you visualize a flavor? Does it look like JP, for example, if it's a particularly uh, abusive flavor? I have to do it in the dark, so I really don't know what it, it looks, looks like. Something in the early electric company. You yeah. know, I am, I am best viewed in the dark. So. <laughs> so it might very well look like JP. Well, at this point, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. There's some people who, I mean, they see, they see in shapes. Or yeah. a number will be uh, a color and a shape at mm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe it's something like that. Yeah. So it's synesthesia. I can't pronounce that word. <laughs> you were doing synesthesia. good. Synesthesia. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. After, Anesthesia. After fewer beers, it would probably come out clearer. But you Google, <laughs> Google if you can imagine what that spelled like. And yeah. uh, you'll find, it'll say, did you really mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Have you I, been drinking? It says, that's what happens when I go to Google and I misspell things. It says, have you been drinking? Yeah. And other people, apparently, it says, did you mean? <laughs> it's weird. So, I get, do you mean? Hell no, it's not what I meant. I visualize in tits. All my, when I see a flavor, it's all a size, a shape, a, yeah. a, a skin tone, quantity, so, areola. It's uh, like a puffiness. A cumin yeah. would be like a like a ski jump titty with yeah. a small nipple. Because these are what I know, and yeah. I need to. You know, Brian knows hops. I know boobs, mm. and so I. This is my. Uh, but this is what I was getting. I I wanted to know what how you do relates some kind of frame of reference when new when using these new ingredients because. Uh, otherwise, like I said, you, you might be wasting a lot of beer, throwing well, away, you know. And it's... like I said, I, I really do use, just like my original language, I generally start to formulate from a seven-barrel batch. I make 21s, generally. Um, but I, I formulate in my mind, visualize how many pounds make certain character of certain ingredients. I generally start with a seven-barrel batch because it's what I mostly learned on. I suspect most people listening didn't start. Yeah, I yeah. didn't do a lot of recipe formulations at Seven Barrel Batch. I did a lot of recipe formulations on other batches, but some of the more recent things that I want to compare to on on Sevens. So you basically look at uh, well, it, this is this is bitter like twice as much Northern Brewer. Exactly. Yes. And then yeah, then you can pull and, it in. And let me ask you: When you smell different varieties of hops, how else would you compare? I mean. I don't know because this is this is only me, and I'm frankly pretty much on the fringe. Apparently, um, how do you judge when you have a different variety of hop and you smell this compared to something else you've been using? You go, oh, I've never seen this hop before, and right. you smell. I hopefully that that worked on. The oh, that was smelling hops. Oh, I thought yeah. that was the, never mind. Okay. <laughs> well, there's no, there's no video cam. Well, that's good. Um, Anyway, when you smell hops and when you make it, uh, I make a lot of teas from hops because you get different characters from them than if you were to merely um, just smell them. So do you you judge more on when you're tasting them raw or when you make a tea? I think making a tea would would, would pull more out of it. All of it. And even if you make tea, you have to watch out for hops. It's very difficult to... To understand ahead of time, the different temperatures give you different characteristics. Right. I found 120 to 160 Fahrenheit when you make a tea is much more appropriate. If you make a tea higher than 160, yeah. you get a lot of astringency stuff. Mm. Well, now, if you're throwing those hops into uh, something where they're steeping a long time, you're going to pick up a lot of that astringency, the tannins. Uh, but if you're throwing them near the end, uh, you're going to pick up a lot less of that because uh, I pretty much... Overdose. I use quart canning jars for uh, making tea. It's pretty effective. They have big mouths because hops swell up and they're kind of a pain in the ass. Otherwise, you get out of something small. 
So you try them at different temperatures, and you find that you get much different things. Hmm. Uh, and aromatically, um, you're just smelling the hops themselves. They're very different than the results you get from making tea. So you have to balance all that. What you're going to get using different procedures at different temperatures and so forth. Uh, I came across a few varieties that I preferred making teas that I wouldn't have otherwise picked up. I use, tend to use those more in dry hopping. Uh, frankly, Nugget's one of those. Pearlies is one of those. Uh, Goldings or Brewer's Gold have some pretty amazing characters as well. Some of the ones I thought would be delightful actually like, oh, like, really? Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> but you wouldn't have known unless you tried them in different situations. And instead of merely putting them in beer and aging that way, you put them in tea and you try them at different temperatures. You try... As much information as you can get is as valuable as the information is going to play out when you finally make that beer, because some of us have to drink our results. Does anybody else picture Brian uh, alone on that uh, on that piece of property where the brewery is with, like, cauldr- Ma- boiling cauldrons no, no, just, all around him? He's walking around with a mason jar with something <laughs> in it. Yeah. I just have this image of, like, 30 different cauldrons of, you know, the, the well, fog is rolling over. There's only one cauldron. There's only one <laughs> vessel I have with the fire under it. But uh, it. sometimes my uh, my intern, Jeff, will come in the morning, and he doesn't quite complain, per se, but he, he kind of... Uh, maybe he complains there's no clean glassware, <laughs> ah. uh, but he does have to clean up a number of glasses. Well, you know, somebody once asked me uh, in some interview sort of thing what my favorite beer ingredient was, and I said, a tasting glass. Mm. <laughs> and yeah, but to be honest, you know what? Like I was talking before about the computer. If the computer is like the one that's analyzing your beer and going to drink it, yeah. then it is the absolute best Computers, technology like that is exactly what we need. However, if you, in fact, I mean you or anybody else in this room, is the one that's going to be tasting the final beer, what is the best device used that you should use to analyze the characteristics of that beer to find out if it's something that you personally are going to want to enjoy? And I'm guessing it's not, you know, high-pressure chromatography or you know weird as expensive things that are in a lot of expensive breweries no it's laying underneath the tap for me i just i stay right there well see i try to stand up horizontal. similar sort of concept yeah yeah yeah. and that's why if you don't i mean are you tasting your wort you're tasting the mash you're tasting the first words that come out of the louder your last word saving if you're going to add the last words well you better know what they taste like are they tasting tannic and nasty oh god i don't want that crap in my beer yeah no i'd rather dump that and add water later or dilute it and add sugar if i have to to uh, have the flavors taste right because frankly i like to taste beer and i assume the people that want to lay off five bucks on the bar to buy a pint of my beer i assume they really like the taste of beer too instead of the analytical results that don't tell me what i want to know yeah but my iPhone doesn't have an app for all those tasting all those Not different yet. parts of the process, so I don't know if I could do this. No, Justin, take your <laughs> iPhone. It's very important. Yeah. You do have the app for that. I and do. next time you're in the bathroom, take your app, mm-hmm. take your iPhone, drop it in the toilet. Right. Then you go back, and flushing or not, I don't think it matters, okay. you taste the beer. Okay. <laughs> and you know what? What really matters? Does your iPhone matter cents. or does your palate matter? If you're drinking yeah. a beer and you really, you really enjoy that beer, <laughs> do you think your iPhone would have a fucking... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'll, let me ask Steve Jobs. I'll Wait get back minute. to can you. Can I ask, can I ask it one an more time? Because I don't think I enunciated that clearly. Yeah, yeah. If you really like a beer... It's probably not mine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do you think your iPhone has a fucking... <laughs> 
clue. I know what tastes good. Do you no, think the, all the? I think the next the, version will. Yeah, the new the new Blackberry uh, Palm yeah. Free does though. Just give it some time. Yeah, yeah you know what? It's going to go. This Miller Genuine Drought. God, this is damn good. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you going to believe that out? Yeah. Uh, uh, no, of course not. And I love this philosophy of. Uh, uh, it's not even a uh, this. And I do it actually when I brew. Uh, very rarely. Uh, the tasting of every part of the process. Absolutely. My 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 first runnings. My yeah. last runnings and. And I do. I can taste the tannins. I have turned it off because of that before. And uh, you're absolutely right. This whole part of the process, um, where your palate is your best. Some well, people think I'm just getting drunk, and uh, I don't know what that means. But <laughs> I think it's about what important aspects of uh, assessing the beer at every step of the process. Yeah. When you're looking for new ingredients, what do you decide is safe to put in there? How do you how do you get a basis for that? I mean, there's a lot of stuff out there to taste. There's parts of this, parts of that, and um, there's things out there we shouldn't be putting in beer. Yeah, poison wine. I tried strychnine. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, 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 it was my a, gut little up extra a little harsh. Bit. Yeah, no, I, I didn't like the flavor of it. Um, I it, try to use things that are uh, a normal in, normal in nature in the sense that they've been used for things like okay. the uh, Oswego tea that herb in the uh, Artemis. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the Oswego, Oswego Indians use that. To make a tea, it had particular effects. It's used some culinary uh, aspects and a lot of herbal remedy sort of thing. Uh, it's normal. Uh, the mugwort involved in that, it's been used for you know, about a thousand years yeah, or so. There's a lot of ones that I've heard of, too. It's just that you know, somebody's got stuff growing outside. And they're, yeah, it's a good question, and, though. And they, they want to know, hey, can I put that in? And you know, well, you taste it. And Well, you know what? There's an internet for some of that stuff. Uh, somebody uh, interviewed me at the homebrew um i don't exact conference uh name of it uh in oakland uh, a few months back and uh there was a little mention about the beer i had the uh uncle fudd that had cedar western cedar okay. so, oh my god this might be poisonous yeah if you look it up online you'll find it does have a a, a level three irritation to it which actually if you look up hops is <laughs> exactly a level Three irritation, yeah. which means if you rub your arm against it, ideally the forearm where it's a little or, more sensitive. Or some people are going to be you know more sensitive to it than other people. I was wondering yeah. where that rash that came yeah. from during the conference. So, I had that. Yeah, yeah there's there's yeah. things out there. Um, We're talking under the arm, oh, um, but yeah, there there's some things basically if they're used in food or in different in yeah. remedies. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I mean, I have actually the brewery some really gorgeous uh, mushrooms. Beautiful red Amanita death caps. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have not found it yet. Red with like little that. white dots on them. God, they're gorgeous. They're they? <laughs> yeah. they really beautiful mushrooms. Wow. But I've decided I, I really didn't think they belonged in beer based hey, on mostly bit? the taste. Who are you to make that decision, yeah, Brian? Yeah. We, we Brian. want our death caps. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Omelets. They're just so much far better than omelets. You know, yeah. just. Just a little, just give an edge. <laughs> a small omelet. No, no, I'll have that for our breakfast in the omelet and then make beer after that. Yeah. All right, let me get us to a quick break. And when we come back, I want to ask about, uh, I think that's a good starting point, uh, and especially finding a... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a death cap. Well, finding a point of reference, uh, uh, I think it's a fantastic answer that you were looking at things that have been used before and that it's not some, you know, you're not, 
uh, finding some rare pine cone that's never ever been used in the history right. of eating things. Um, oh, that would taste in my beer. But yeah. I want to talk to you about local ingredients, and and really, uh, you do have a passion for uh, your your region. I think Brian, and 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 making that a part of your your company and your beer and and what you produce. So when we come back, I'd like to ask you more about that, and maybe how us homebrewers can do the same uh, all, right. all across the country. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back with Brian Hunt from Moonlight. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Do you support the Brewing Network? Do you brew your own? Are you looking for any economical, fun, and legal way to do both? Subscribe to Brew Your Own magazine and do just that. All year long, Brew Your Own will surprise you, entertain you, and educate you with articles on beer and brewing from authors like the Brewing Network's very own Jamel Zedeshaf and John Palmer. Each issue is a full pint of brewing techniques, homebrew stories, tips and photos, projects to make yourself, and recipes for the avid home brewer. Get your tough questions answered by Mr. Wizard and polish your style accuracy with DeVille. A portion of every subscription goes to the Brewing Network, so subscribe today at byo.com slash brewingnetwork or just click the BYO logo on the Brewing Network homepage and support a fantastic hobby and your favorite broadcaster. Brew your own. The how-to homebrew beer magazine. Williams Brewing is your online resource for prompt delivery of quality home brewing supplies. Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Cut hours off your brewing sessions by using one of our 11 varieties of famous Williams malt extract. Our Williams Belgian Pale Extract is mashed with pure Belgian two-row malt and a small percentage of Belgian wheat malt for an authentic Belgian character you just can't get from other extracts. Or check out our unique fermenters, two-and-a-half-gallon kegs, paintball tank-based draft beer equipment, bottling aids, and much more. We even have our own line of precision hydrometers. Go to williamsbrewing.com to browse our vast selection. That's williamsbrewing.com. Orders placed by 3.30 p.m. Pacific time ship the same day. Brewing is easy. The Williams way. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this we don't have to talk to each other for three more months until the next meeting. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment 10 years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Heller High Watermelon Wheat Beer at Brew Free or Die IPA in the Northeast, Northwest, parts of the Midwest, and Alaska in cans and on draft. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Have you ever noticed the pathetic look on the face of the Brewcaster Poster Boy? 
That's the look of a child that survives on ramen noodles and home brew. Subprime Meltdown doesn't even begin to describe what this kid has been through. He lives this grim existence for his army, the Brewing Network Army. Times are tough for everybody. It's like getting stuck in time two days before payday. Cash is tighter than a post-it IOU stuck in a stripper's sweaty G-string. The unicorn's horn is limp and the rainbow has lost its color. But you can help change all that. If you were to take that sparkling change in your pocket and plop it on the table for the BN instead of the extra pint at happy hour, then the world could be a brighter place. When you buy a round for the BN, you buy a round for yourself and your fellow soldiers. And that's what it's all about. That and being entered into the reoccurring donor monthly raffle. So step up and start your own economic stimulus package. For just a few bucks a month, you can stimulate the unicorn, the rainbow, and a brewcaster. Hit that donate button just like you'd hit on that crazy bitch at the bar right after last call. You'll be really happy about it in the morning. Hilo, what's your feel like? Take awesome and multiply it by two. Yeah! <laughs> Spraying live beer radio all over your face. <laughs> Can't get any better than this, baby. <laughs> it's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. Yeah! Radio does suck when it's not live, though. Now we're just another podcast. It really drives me nuts. Yeah, really. Brian spewing gems over here and answering interview questions. Uh, That's right. I've gotten some towels. I cleaned it up. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, it's not going out live. People are hanging in there, though. I think they're still checking in with Bevo every now and then. So the internet seems to be working intermittently again, at least. So you might it's be able Comcast to get some questions fault, in ours. by the end. And uh, what's probably Chad's fault in some way, shape, or form. Right? It's yeah, easy probably. that way. Probably. It's just easier. Or I mean, Chad. Or Schumann. Just, just get angry, and there's no way to release that if we blame Comcast. But at least if we blame Chad, yeah. we can totally Something treat him like, done. like shit after the show. Yeah. Or, or during. Yeah. Chad, I'm going to have to make you drink anyway. an extra beer or two after the show because of this. You it's your realize. punishment. Man. Please don't do that. Yeah. No, <laughs> don't I'm make sorry. me. Okay, now before the break, I said that we were going to come back. We're going to talk about sourcing local ingredients, but we're going to get there in a in a in a. We're going to take the inner. We're going to take the side streets. The inner city instead of the interstate. I'm oh. going to say the interstate. Yeah. Right. We're going to take the inner. Get your guns. That was funny. You put on your flak jackets. We're going to take the inner city. We're going to take the the side streets to there because uh, I I do really want to talk to Brian about he, he has uh, he has just a great question and 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 a starting point for this um, about what if. Uh, what if barley were native to, to North America instead of uh, Egypt, and and then the then the, the Europe's after that? Um, so, Brian, you you think about this uh, a lot, I think, uh, or at least you have. Um, in terms of you know, to me, when when you describe it to me, and I'm going to have you describe it uh, uh, to the listeners, but I I, I just it, it, I can't help but think that that, that some of life is just arbitrary. <laughs> right. So Good barley. God. So barley grows in Egypt. There you go. And this entire chain of events happens with with the beverage that we know as beer because barley just happened to grow in Egypt as opposed to North America. And so that's what I mean when I say that that, that sometimes things are just you know I happen to be born in America. I have a lot of opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, so here's this uh, this idea that you have. What if you know how would things have changed? What would beer look like? Uh, All right. Okay. So imagine 
Barley pretty much uh, showed up in Egypt uh, a few thousand years ago, uh, like 10 or 12 or something like that. And um, we started making beer probably about 8,000 years ago. So, I mean, that's when barley showed up. I, I can't exactly say. But let's imagine, corn currently uh, showed up on this continent, the North America, South America sort of continent. Oh, granted, that's two continents. Um <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah, right. Americans don't care. I mean, that's 50%. That's well, the lucky size we of the know world. what maps are. What is a continent, really? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yay, okay, bourbon. so let's just say, for example, a slight twist of fate. Yeah. And corn oh. happened to show up in Egypt. Uh-huh. And we had barley over here somewhere. They'd have no teeth. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. You know, all that Italian pizza, it would be corn tacos. Oh, yeah? Can you imagine how strange that would be? That would just totally make a mess out of everything. Yeah. Now, it's been said, there's a great guy that's doing a lot of research. I God, I want to say it's out of Ohio, but I'm afraid that's not right. Um, about how beer has uh, started society. Barley started society. Because if you're a nomad, like most of uh, humankind was early on, you're a hunter-gatherer. You hunt things when you're fast enough to kill them and you're not drunk, so, you know, they can run slower. Yeah. Uh, and then you gather herbs, seeds, whatever you can find. Oh, that works great. Except barley, for some reason, doesn't make very good things to eat because all the little husks are stuck on there. You get stuck in your teeth. It's not that enjoyable to eat. Wheat is actually really cool to eat because uh, it doesn't have husks stuck on it. But the problem is when wheat's ripe, all the little wheat kernels, the uh, wheat berries, as we call them uh, affectionately, if you're an Oro wheat fan, uh, they fall off on the ground and it's hard to pick them up one at a time. But barley, if you're a nomad, you come across a field of barley, the kernels are stuck on the shaft and you can encounter them if they're a little overripe yeah. ripe or, or so forth. So really a lot of people, including this one professor, are saying that barley and therefore beer is what allowed us to have cities. Okay. Because once you have barley and you want to start making beer, because for those of you, anybody in this audience, in this room, have you had beer before? Raise your hands, please. Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. One, two, yeah, sure. Not in the last three. ten seconds. <laughs> uh, most everybody. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, just not raised, you. But I, I had it in I'm my good. hand. It was, I was good. holding the beer. I'm sorry, I missed that. And in the audience here, can I ask, anybody here, please raise your hand if you've had beer before. Okay, there, now we go. Yeah, I was, I was okay. busy holding my beer. Now you're in, in the studio, not the audience. Um, <laughs> okay, if you've had beer before, you know this. It's kind of like a pretty kind of tasty thing, and you know the things you would do to actually have another one. Imagine if you couldn't have another beer for the rest of your life. You would actually scale fences. You climb, yeah, you know, one. cliffs. You do amazing things just to have another one of these. I would. Excuse me, just one moment. This yeah. is what it's like. Here we go. This is. Um, I don't know how the sound translates. Go ahead. I don't like this topic anymore. You start talking I'd, about I can't have another beer. I'd ever. even get a personality. Oh my god, that beer was good. No wonder Brian's so thirsty. He's always thinking about it's your last beer. Jake, he yes, I am wouldn't have anxiety if it meant uh, he had to stop that for another. Yeah. Yeah, I'd fix a lot of things about myself. <laughs> okay, so exactly. You'd fix a lot of things about yourself. And, and if you had any way possible to make beer again, if you had it once, you would find a freaking way to do it. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. So let's imagine if beer was in North America, you could figure out, because you know, humans are what humans do, we would figure out a way to make beer out of it. And then you'd have cities form around breweries because, my God, it takes some time to have a brewery malt the stuff on a very crude fashion, make beer out of it, and 
Why in the hell would you want to go away from that? Yeah, let's hunter gather to a whole nother area. No, I'm sorry, the beer is here. I'm staying. You guys could go. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, come on. How many guys would actually go? Yeah, beer here, or you could travel. It's no, like going we're to staying the... where there's beer. At least that's me. Yeah. And I'm sorry, I am a biased person, and I I've been known to be on the fringe. Justin, my apologies for that. <laughs> Nobody knows that about you. But I'm guessing that many people reading or listening to this would really appreciate that if there was beer living at home, they would try not to travel yeah. uh, to find food and drink. See, it's That's like, why I don't go out. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's safe drink, too. You get, yeah, I can drink beer and I don't get sick. I go hunting and gathering with you and I drink the water. And I It's like sick. going to the tornado and, and then your buddy about, yeah. says, hey, yeah. let's go to another beer pretty. bar. Why would you leave? It's uh, You have uh, 150 of the best beers in the world right in front of you. With the worst weight. Never Shut up. Leave it alone. <laughs> Negative Nelly. I thought it was Those the poor company, mean you bastards. Said. You told me earlier it was the company, but um, anyway, so, okay, imagine then the barley was on this continent. Right. And corn was, let's say, happened in Europe, excuse me, not in Europe, in Egypt, where, in fact, barley did originate, corn would have developed through Europe as a, a starch source, a carbohydrate source, Tortillas. for those not people on the South Beach diet. Um, and on this continent, you'd have beer. And frankly, this continent would be damn thriving if we had beer. You look at the, the sites of civilization on northern uh, Africa, eastern Asia, uh, Europe, it's where there was beer, frankly, a lot of it. Hmm. I, I may be biased in my take, but whatever. Okay, so we have beer on the Americas. How would that change things? And the answer is we would be making beer here, and Europe would be just a bunch of, you know, Natives running around in loincloths. Um, but, <laughs> I thought that's yeah, I mean, what it was. Well, yeah, but they currently they had loincloths and beer. I mean, that's <laughs> jealous. But um, okay, so what would happen? How would we have beer styles today? Because this is now several thousand years after barley was developed. Uh, for example, barley showed up in the UK about three thousand BC. It's a long time ago. I can't actually remember that long. Some say it's my memory. I, Tasty? Might be what, was going on what was going on there? Uh, I don't, yeah, re- but I don't, re- why I don't was... recall yesterday, so I mean, that's a problem. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I can remember the 70s, but I can't remember yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So let's just say, for example, barley showed up in Mexico City. North America would have cultures, what we call today Native Americans. We would be drinking beer, and we would have beer styles. Now, what makes a beer style uh, I've been accused of being anti-beer style before, but that's absolutely wrong and misguided. You have been, and I think asshole was used in the sentence, too. <laughs> that was polite, yes. There, there was a lot of things, too. Specifically, that asshole <laughs> Brian from Moonlight. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but let's look at history, okay? Yeah. What makes a beer style? And asshole. it's not just because Michael Jackson wrote about it, but unfortunately today, that's what we know to be beer styles. So let's look at what happened if we had barley here. We would have beer. And what would happen then, we would have beer and we'd have other fruit, we'd have waters, we'd have so many different things would have made beer different in different places sure. today. We look at what makes beer different uh, as we know it today, having barley in Europe. Uh, there's waters, one of the biggest things, you have Pilsen. Oh my God, Pilsen water, if you go to, which I recommend to anybody listening to this, which is, what, there's 10... 12 people listening? 15. 15. We've grown since you were last here. Excellent. But they share a radio. Oh, my God. <laughs> go to the Czech Republic. Go to Prague and taste the beer. And you go, oh, my God. How can you possibly do this with such a 
pale, lame-ass beer, and the answer is you're dying because it's oh, it's so freaking delicious. Yeah. Okay, you go to Dublin. <laughs> yeah, some pretty amazing stuff in Dublin too. But Sounds the like water is entirely there. different. <laughs> <laughs> well, they drink Budweiser. Right? Oh. <laughs> it felt like it, but it was actually beer. I okay. told later. Is that good? I'm disappointed. But um, <laughs> I woke up. It was only beer. Yeah, and Munich. Yeah. Munich is famous not just because it was the name of a malt. It was famous because <laughs> the water helped make what it was. And all these things, water is one of the huge, huge components in what makes beer styles. Yeah. And if we had but, the barley here, we'd have the same varietals of water as well. We would also different be places. We'd have our own, absolutely. We'd be adding darker grains because it went better with that water. We would develop our own styles. Exactly. And one reason why we would use darker grain, well, first of all, everything used to be brown beer back at a time when we really didn't, brown we as humanity... We didn't understand malting as as we do now, and so basically you make the stuff sprout and you kind of you know cook it to pretty much death, um, and it turned out pretty much brown. Well, at some point, probably in about the 1800s, we understand there's ways to kind of cook it a little more delicately, and you can make some very pale colored malts, which oddly enough make some pale colored beers, and if you have glass has actually been developed... As opposed to pewter mugs or or earthenware mugs, my God, it looks pretty damn good in a glass. So, I mean, I look at a glass of beer today, I'm looking at a few around this room, which... I don't know why there's not more, but, you know, a glass <laughs> of beer. How many more do we need? There's Jesus. a lot of beer in here. I got two well, I mean, half ones in front of me. I mean, Justin, you got the Smirnoff ice in front of you, but really. <laughs> God damn it. His webcam's down. It's pissing me off. He's down to his last case of Zima, too. <laughs> yeah, I am. It was on sale. Yeah. So anyway. Anymore. You have styles of water. You have water making styles. You have a malt making styles. For example, back when there's only brown malt because you... We didn't know how to make anything more pale than that. That's what you made. Still get it to malt, yeah. Yeah. Now, you look at when you were able to make black malt, you actually had the understanding of how to make a difference between pale, brown, red, caramel, Munich, black, roasted, all those things. When you discovered that, you found that if you had a high alkaline water, like high bicarbonates, like, let's just say you were in Dublin. Dublin. And you added some dark malts, and they added some... You didn't even know what acidity was. You'd never heard of pH, because Mr. pH hadn't you know, <laughs> been, been born yet. Born yet. Yeah. Mr. P or Mr. H. I think it's Peter Henry, or... I, I don't remember. Something close. Yeah, I wasn't. But what you did then. know is the beer tasted better. So you kept using those dark malts, right? Yeah. You well, no, wait a minute. You mean... You mean people would drink it, and you'd they sell more of it? the computer. Yeah, exactly. I'm selling more than they the guy down the street. Well... Then why in the hell would you want... Oh, wait a minute. You answered that. Yes, you would make more of the beer that tasted, frankly, pretty damn good. So if you had Pilsner water, if you're in the town of Pilsner, where it's basically volcanic rock and you have, if you will, equivalent to snowmelt. Those of you listening in the Lake Tahoe area or or around Denver and you have snowmelt out of the Rockies... Good God, don't you dare make a freaking brown ale. Hmm. I mean, come on, dudes. We're all like dying for the water that you've got because you can make an amazing, delicate freaking Pilsner that, oh, I mean, did I say that right? I think so. Freaking. (laughs) I think so. Spell it. the message. Okay. Now, then again, (laughs) I I worked for Schlitz in Milwaukee. Lake Michigan water is some pretty fucking awesome water. Okay. 
No, it's not going to make Coors. It would make a lame-ass Coors. If you made Coors out of water, it would just taste like, well, worse. Um, <laughs> it tastes like Coors. Yeah. Well, Coors something. Light. No, if you, made, Bad Coors. if you made Coors out of Lake Michigan water, it wouldn't taste like Coors at all. Hmm. It would taste muddled and wrong and just like... Yeah. So are you saying then that we are just, we are not recognizing our our local resources and making the beer that would naturally go together well with those resources? Perhaps, perhaps not necessarily. Um, but I, I guess, or perhaps I, we're still imitating those styles of the of the continent that did develop the beer styles. Exactly, we're sort of and, stuck. And I I agree with that because we have Michael Jackson's book of beer. Can you have a toast to Michael Jackson? Yeah, toast yeah, to yeah, Michael, Michael Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always, I'm not testing you, Justin. With that in your glass. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. I drink. That's because we have beer in front of us. Okay. Oh God, that's good. Um. Did I say God uh, is good? Yeah. Um, God is good. Beer is great. Okay, so you have so many things that influence the local character of your beer. One is water. And one is water like you put dark ingredients like dark malt in because you need to counter the alkali aspect of the bicarbonates in your water. So you add black malts, roasted malts that have an acidic character that make, frankly, a freaking better beer. Mm. Okay? That's one aspect of water. You have Pilsner water. If you make something really, try to make something dark and heavy, rich, rich, oh my God, (laughs) you know, you want a barley wine that's got, you know. Brian just turned inside out, ladies and gentlemen. I know the webcam's not working, but. Is there a mop? (laughs) He just turned inside out. Okay, so you try to do it with Pilsner water, it's going to be disgusting. Yeah. Uh, All right. All right. Okay, so water makes a huge difference. And then you, you look at what you have, like I mentioned, malt. What your capabilities are. Now, you look at things like hops. Like I mentioned earlier, at the time of Columbus, 1492, if I remember correctly, (laughs) half the hops in Europe, excuse me, half the beer in Europe was made with hops. And half had no freaking hops in it. Okay, there's a lot of other ingredients you used, and some of those were, well, we didn't have rail back then. Uh, Rail came, I think, a little later. Um, even this country, Conestoga wagons, I mean, weren't popular until like the 1800s. So you pretty much use what you had available to you more locally. Now, if you're in Northern Europe, you had some amazing herbs to make grow it. Uh, and the Catholic church had a monopoly on some of those herbs that were used to make beer. Basically taxation ruled the day. You've heard of the thing called Reinheitsgebot, perhaps. Justin, you, anybody else? Uh, yeah. yeah. Refresh me it. again. It's called the German Purity Law. Well, my really? f- okay. ass. Um, <laughs> it was really a taxation law. Yep. Because what it wanted to do was say, barley, it really doesn't make really very good bread, so you have to use barley to make your beer, because if you use wheat, except those damn wheat breweries that just made a mess of things, you know, vice beer. <laughs> anyway, so you use barley to make your, your beer because wheat or any of the grain we need for human for consumption bread. straight ahead. Yeah, like for bread. Okay. Hops. You have to use hops because the Roman Catholic Church had a monopoly on the Gruet herbs, and they frankly could affect your head in ways that wasn't as conducive to... Getting money in the coffers of the of the... The royalty. Well, there's that, and sometimes people had, let's say, too much fun, and maybe too many offspring, or whatever the case may be. So uh, you have certain reasons not to have hops before, and at this point they went, hops are actually a sedative. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, and they make you relaxed, and 
Yeah. You know what? You've got a smile on your face there. Which have you been drinking hot beer? Oh, of course, I've been drinking both kinds. No, okay, then look weed, around. Yeah. He's just been looking at his bank account. Really uh, most people <laughs> here seem to have yeah. not an unpleasant look on their fl- no, face. Not at all. No. Okay, so I just look this way. And hops sometimes uh, do influence a feeling of eh, kind of happiness and Before, yeah. yeah, we're we're satisfied with what we're doing. We're not willing to go out and you know fight for something like so so societies have developed for wanting hops but before that before hops were uh, common in beer so many other beers were used excuse me so many other herbs were used that had different effects and a lot of what they want to do is have little uh, antimicrobial effect so the the uh, beer actually survived and was drinkable you know some days weeks later you know, so. I, I can't help but think, especially the more you describe it in, in terms of some uh, ingredients being under the, under the control of, of who was controlling things at the time, I can't help but think that, that maybe people back then would rather be more like us and have the mobility and the technology and the, and, and the, the, the ways and means to have more ingredients okay. rather than us become more primitive and have and use use less ingredients and have less things uh, to you see what I'm saying. Whereas it's sort of romantic to say, well, if you have the perfect water for Pilsner, well, that's that's really the beer that you should be making. But it's more it's more modern, obviously, to say, well, I can make any beer I want because we have the science and the know how and the resources to get me the ingredients I need. So I just I can't help but think that maybe back then people were going. Oh, can you just imagine if we could just import stuff from all over? Uh, the beers that we could make. God, if we only knew what the hell pH was and knew we could buy food-grade phosphoric acid, we could deal with this water. So I, I just feel that there's some, while it, while it is romantic, and I, and I do believe that, that, by the way, the people in Colorado should be, as part of their uh, uh, repertoire, be making these, these beautiful uh, Pilsner beers, right? Yes. I, and also, make think, fucking, I also think that me, they I, should embrace the rest that? of it. But can I accentuate that? Yeah, yeah. You should be making fucking beautiful Pilsner beers like no one else in the continent can make. So maybe Agreed. Lake Tahoe. Those of you in Lake Tahoe, come on, or, get on board. Or even San but Francisco. Then, but then, no, San Francisco has a different water. Uh, they, they get Hetchy water. But yeah, shouldn't they also then make anything bit. the fuck they want because they can? Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they could. Mm-hmm. But... Um, but should they? But if you had Pilsner beer like the way you... Excuse me. If you had uh, Rocky Mountain Colorado spring water made into a beer that had like amazing malt and amazing hops, let's say not like insignificant amount of hops, actual, you know, tasteable amount of hops. Of course. Like a fuckload of hops. I like like that, I guess, if your description is accurate. Then, yes. Then you'd have a beer that you would just like want to cry about. Because you would want to not ever drink anything else again because it <laughs> would see. be so amazing. Well, and if it could be done like that, then maybe I couldn't argue either. But I just, you know. Now, if you're in Bakersfield, you have a different set of uh, parameters to work I, with, and you have shit. to do some different you, things. You would make brown beer. You'd make well, it out of shit. Yes. Well, you have a different set of parameters, like getting the fuck out of Bakersfield, <laughs> yeah. for one. You, no, but you suppose you're stuck in beer to ferment. <laughs> no. No, but suppose you're stuck in Bakersfield. You need Bakersfield. You need to figure out how to make the most amazing beer Get from away. the water. Yeah, from yeah. the malts, but also you have something more than that. Bakersfield's often like a kind of dry, sort of dusty place. So I would think like a heavy stout would be really no, that wouldn't be appropriate. 
Um, <laughs> help me out here. What would be a good beer to drink in Bakersfield? Budweiser is the perfect beer for Bakersfield. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. No. You can trust me. I actually don't think so. I, I think Bud Light <laughs> might be I'd more appropriate. Light. Yeah, he might be. But, right. So what I'm if your water didn't match it? How yeah. would you deal with that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. shit. You might have to actually put a bunch of black malt in your beer to deal with that. bicarbonates because you're negative. It's all groundwater. And there's yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. So you have to deal with whatever you have to work with, whether it's ingredients, whether it's weather, whether it's climate, mm-hmm. when yeah. it's hot outside. Now, if you're in Germany and you want to drink, you know, uh, beer to go with your heavy German food and the fact that you're freezing your freaking law. Uh, in the summer. Off, yes. And the long underwear is just not even doing it. Yeah. Okay. Then you want some high carbonate, excuse me high carbohydrate beer you want more residual gravity in your beer you need to have a beer that works and tastes great with that you need to have a beer that matches that the death and taxes is something i made i wanted a dark beer i wanted it to fit california i wanted you to eat it with tacos okay okay because i wanted it light-bodied yeah black and it's hot weather so frankly you're drinking well all right, you're looking at me in a bad way. Drinking a lot of beer. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> no, I, I, I just think you, you made that one just to fuck with people. <laughs> because you wanted a nice black, dark beer that's light and refreshing, and them to go, oh, I can eat this as a tacos. Yeah, but I'm trying to justify it now. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. First time I had that beer was with breakfast. It was an omelet. Really? And uh, the little thing in a Katati, the little neighbor. That was before you got out of rehab. It was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. It's funny. That's the first time I had that today as well. (laughs) (laughs) But it it was beautiful. It worked. It was was one of the the first beers that you could have. Obviously, it was a long time. You could have beer with breakfast. Yeah. This is wonderful. And then you went and watched cartoons. Okay. Well, I couldn't. I had to drive home first. (laughs) Okay. So let me ask you, then what does make beer style? And that, like I started to say, was water. Climate, ingredients. Yeah. Now, uh, malt, let's assume malt, basically barley, spread around and it had some level of transportation. Now, like today, I have one beer which I didn't bring today called Uncle Fudd. Mm. It's a Norwegian farmhouse style beer. Now, frankly, I made that up, but uh, but is that <laughs> we're all waiting like, for that? There's okay. no style for that. <laughs> no, but in fact, that. it's accurate because okay. first of all, what is a farmhouse style? I mean, anybody here? Uh, BJ, SAP, Judge. Oh God, I'm sorry. Jipper, one, yeah. Thank God, I'm gonna have to go for that one. I got my, <laughs> I got my number on Thursday. So, what do Norwegians plant in the farm? Ice? Uh, no, mostly rye. Salted Norwegian fish. Because barley's actually a little too cold to get up there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, you probably. Season. Yeah, you probably uh, do some lumber. You probably timber, I should say. It's timber before it's cut down. Uh, because that grows real well up there. Cabbages? Yeah, maybe. Tomatoes? Not so much, actually. Yeah. Hops? Ooh. Ooh maybe. That's, no. No, frankly, no. It's too goddamn cold. It's if you're in cold. Norway to be growing hops. I think you not grow tall can't. bitches. If you plant ice, you in Norway. you're going to harvest yeah. wind. Okay, so there we go. So what is a Norwegian farmhouse style? Well, what's a farmhouse? A farmhouse is basically you're dealing with what you have to work with. Because you don't have a whole lot of money. You've got a whole lot of freaking barley or rye or whatever, and you're trying to trade that for you know commodities you can trade with. Okay, so you use what you got available. You got a lot of trees nearby because, frankly, there's a lot of conifer trees, especially a lot of spruce. Spruce trees are often used replacing hops because hmm. hops aren't native to, oddly enough, to Norway. 
mm-hmm. Scandinavia. You have to go down into Belgium, France, Germany, Poland, Czech Republic to get hops. Up there, you're not going to have hops. So what do you do? You use something else because you have to contrast that gas, weed kind of malt, that gecky stuff. And so spruce trees are often used. Mm. Spruce trees don't grow as well down in the south as where I am. But spruce trees have a flavor, a piney sort of flavor, and perhaps an astringency, depending how you use them, to balance that malt and make a kind of tasty beverage. That's why they're working for tips that some of you have already drank. I noticed some of you drank more than one glass of. What's the one and that we just tapped? for some reason, taps. no one's been The working for tips or the yeah. Artemis? What's tap now? Artemis. This one's the Artemis. <clears throat> yeah, I did yeah, finish yeah. the working We're for tips then. the tasty beverage. It's the Redwood. Right? Okay. So, so what is Norwegian farmhouse style? It's what you have to work with. Because you don't have hops growing on the farm, you harvest the trees, you harvest the spruce trees, and you have a lot of rye grown nearby, so you use rye. Uncle Fudd's 20% rye. Because spicy. of dryness. No, well, sort of almost a spicy, but a dryness spicy, that I like. It's a spicy dryness. I always, when I have a, a rye beer, it, it, it's it got a nice kind of a back of the tongue kind of uh, spiciness to it. Yeah, it's just totally. It's, it's, it's not upfront spiciness, but you just know it's just a nice little extra something on there. It's very different than barley. Yes, it is. Right. Okay, so is it Norwegian farmhouse style? Yes. In fact, what I made is a Norwegian farmhouse style. Not because Michael Jackson wrote it up that way, but because that is, in fact, what you would do if you were in Scandinavia and you were on a farm. And you had to make beer. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> And if you wanted to drink and you, beer, and you come to, on. And you had to pee. Sorry. Basic human necessities here. I didn't I, I didn't have to plug that in there. Yeah. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So, you have in local ingredients, especially besides hops. There are some Native American hop kind of varieties, as a fellow in New Mexico that's doing a lot with Native New Mexican hops. Pretty amazing. What uh, are Native New Mexican hops? Do you I, know the... I think you're, th- you're th- confusing hops with a Hopi Indian. <laughs> <laughs> He's putting those I, in the beer. I have had problems with spelling. Um, <laughs> okay, in the past. And recognizing and humans. cultures. <laughs> yes. Oh, you're a big hop, aren't you? What are native uh, New Mexican hops? Uh, I, there's no variety of names because, mm. frankly, we didn't harvest them and call them names. There's there's wild stuff that just grows around. Yeah. And they, they haven't really designated them as anything. But uh, in America, uh, in North America, there's... a uh, natural varieties of, of hops that just kind of grow around. Like right. the fungus uh, in my bathroom. Yeah. But that's well, North America. That, that's from Schumann. And he's brought it if in you put it in your places. beer, Justin, I yeah. don't want to drink it. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you haven't had my beer, have you? I hope not. It tastes like I did. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so you've got ingredients that are local. You've got climate that's local. It makes you want to drink something different. Uh, for those of you listening in San Diego, uh, those of you listening in uh, Anchorage, I'm guessing you have a different kind of style of things you want to enjoy, a different, perhaps, amount of calorie intake you want. Uh, if you're in Alaska in the wintertime, you probably want to be refreshed. <laughs> That's what all the major breweries want you to drink beer, to be refreshed. That's right. Drinkability. Yeah, you want that, um, you want that train of coldness to you come You want through. the can to turn blue before you... Yeah. Uh, you want to see you the sun. Crack yeah. it open. Yeah, <laughs> well, there's, yeah there's a, you want to get freaking warm. And food. I love that drinkability. To me, <laughs> yeah. that was the most misunderstood, brilliant advertising concept of any American brewery, and frankly, they haven't had a lot of intelligence 
I mean, I mean <laughs> that in a CIA sort of sense. Intelligence uh, <laughs> in their marketing, but drinkability. By God, who here listening to this doesn't want drinkability in their beer? I mean, do you want to have one beer and like, God, you suffer through it. It takes like about an hour. Like, it's almost as bad as listening to this show. I'm sorry I bought um, that kind of thing. Yeah. Almost. almost. Yeah, almost. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite. But you want to have a beer, in my, in my mind, you want to have a beer you drink and go, God, that's fucking good. Yeah. Where's the next one? And, you know, when you're sitting in front of a micro and you have to get somebody else to get your beer, it really is annoying yeah. as hell. <laughs> and, you know, they just you know don't the review. good, though. I yeah. mean, like every 10 minutes, I have to have someone else get up to get me another damn beer. because you're talking so much. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I get thirsty when I talk. Okay, so anyway, you want a drinkability. You want to have what fits your climate. Like if I'm freezing cold, I'm going to need a little bit more carbs in my beer because every pint I drink, I've got to warm up that pint of liquid to my body heat before I get rid of it. Hmm. So I'm going to need some calories in that to help balance the fact that I can warm up the damn pint of beer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the temperature, your climate makes a difference for what you want to drink, your beer style. Your beer style in San Diego ought to be different than Minneapolis ought to be different than Anchorage, ought to be different yeah. than where it rains all the time in Portland or Seattle. How about okay. food, food differences, too? You know, there's Absolutely. Good, uh, I don't want to be drinking certain beers with certain foods. just doesn't go. Yeah. That's true. Well, even- I, I don't know the last time I had a stout with my sushi. <laughs> but death and taxes with sushi? Yeah. Let me oh, tell yeah. you, it's clean and black the way sushi it's, ought to be clean. It's, it's dark. Like it's fucking with me. Well, so, that's my job. That's your job. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so? So moving on. So so there's so many different things. There's water that affects a yep. beer style. A lot there's of things. climate that affects beer style. Yeah. There's local ingredients, whether it's you got pine trees growing nearby, you have herbs growing by, you have uh, Food. spruce trees. Yeah. You make spruce beer. In Alaska, Alaskan Brewing Company makes a spruce beer. Uh, I believe Anchor made one one time. I've not found someone that really enjoyed it as much as I think they ought to have. But um, you, you use what you have to work with. Redwood trees is what I use because it's it's available. Yeah. And if you recognize... It's endangered, you know. Yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you are, chopping them down. We have chainsaw murderers up in our neck of the woods. <laughs> yes. I'm just clipping the ends. Come on. <laughs> I know, yeah, well, I know. <laughs> but I've heard that, that redwood trees aren't native to North America, that the Russians brought them over. Fucking commies. It always comes back to them. I, ha- I haven't heard that, but if that's the case, they that's what we're hunting deal with. our seals. And that's what we have to do. <laughs> otters are looking for the otters, not the seals. Oh man! Don't worry, he I'll needs I- his own fucking show. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> History with Brian. It's great. But what okay. about well, some what? of the flowers? Actually, like flowers you've used. <laughs> you would mention some flowers. Something huh? native to California that's been pretty pleasant and easy to use. Or <laughs> All right, let me tell, tell you a story for those of you uh, people the out there that are in high school. Um, uh, well, there's we one. A, we do have one. I, yeah. I had a high school project that would, I was going to make something fermented because I was fermenting things when I was in high school. And uh, I found out later, thank God, my uh, my teacher was a home brewer and apparently not so bad. Uh, so I proposed to him that I'd make a, uh, for this particular biology project, I'd make a, um, a Hawthorne Blossom wine. I don't know why he went for it. <laughs> I guess he didn't care about his job as much as one of the his, his less for alcohol. So <laughs> he was tenured. He was, yeah, he must have been. He liked you a lot. Yeah. So uh, we had a hawthorn tree in my backyard growing up, and uh, I went out when my folks were uh, gone, and um, I put a fresh vacuum cleaner bag 
in the vacuum, and I vacuumed the tree. Soon found out this is going to take for fucking ever. Um, and I ended up with a lot less than I thought. It had some spiders and whatever. I, but I made this Hawthorne Blossom wine, and it was... Well, I didn't actually drink it. Um, <laughs> but you can use all sorts of things to make different characters. Yeah. Uh, and I tend to, to not use so much of the Blossom. The... Uh, one of the ones, which beer are we on right now? Artemis. 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 <laughs> now it gave me some. Um, thank God. I think um, you have a glass right here. Yeah. yeah. Hold on a second. It's yeah. far away. <laughs> it's like three feet in front of you, Brian. Well, that's why he's move. drinking the, the, the darker beer with more calories, so he yes. can burn the calories to reach over there. Yes, this is Artemis. Uh, one of the flowers in it is the uh, wild bergamot uh, bivalm. Uh It has amazing floral characters to it. Um and it's because that is something that is native, that I chose it, and it has characteristics similar to the same things you can get from hops. Not identical by any stretch of the world, but it's got aromatics. it's got aromatics, yeah. it's got some almost bitterness, it's got some things. And we have these in Native America. So imagine if we had barley here. And you lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan, for example. You would be in a climate that has all the perfect Gruet herbs. And some of them, like Yarrow, I don't know when Yarrow came over. Uh, We have, uh, in in that part of the country or that part of the world, we have uh, a similar wild rosemary plant called, um, yeah, shit, I can't remember crap anymore, Uh, Newfoundland tea, I think it is. Uh, it grows up there. You can have some amazing, musty, swampy herbs that make delightful beer okay you can have parts of the country where okay you all know about scotch okay no. now you use oh some of you've heard about it i've heard me about personally. it <laughs> yeah uh, i've only heard about it too uh you use peat as your source to make a fire to burn your malt and so you get peat malt you get peat smoke basically in your malt what about parts of, let's say, Pennsylvania, where coal was pre- pretty predominant? And you wanted to make malt and you were in Pennsylvania. Mm. You go back a few hundred years when things were a little a little more crude. You could have entirely different flavor in the malt if you were in Appalachia. So because you could have peat flavor. Creosote malt. You could have, yeah, coal absolutely. Flavor. yeah. Well, I don't know what that like, tastes like, but trust cancer. me, if you were living in those areas, you would find a way to make that malt taste fucking amazing because... Okay, and that's what I wanted to ask you because sometimes, I mean, talking about what we have local, uh, just because it's local, it could taste like shit, but you, I guess you're right. You have to find a way to make it great because really that's your final ingredient, isn't it? Like people, uh, and they have to yes. want your beer, and and they and it has to be to their tastes and their local. I mean, in the Bay Area, we have this very diverse but also pretty well-educated uh, beer crowd and, and, and beer lovers. So you could be making these 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 very local ingredient beers, and you're, and you're experimenting with flowers and spruce and, and things that you're passionate about, but... But if nobody gives a rat's ass and right. doesn't want to drink it. Early on, it's what, what, what sells. And the, the local guy, he's making his own thing. Yeah. Are you, and, do you run into that at all? Him. Are people, uh, uh, I don't know what the It's word. really fun with, with this beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the people that are, let's say, hardcore beer advocate, not that I'm not a member. I, I'm not implying that. Um, the people that believe there's certain rules, you have to follow rules, I'm not good with rules. Um, <laughs> they they taste this beer and go, oh, got it. Let me try just a moment, second. Yeah. 
Try it once more. Ugh, God, this beer's wrong. What the <laughs> fuck is in this beer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you're just gonna like totally give it some good zeros there. And you've been in the well bar when, that, when that's happened, haven't you? Because you, I've seen, you know, uh, uh, local Bay Area uh, beer lovers know Brian because he he's the guy delivering the, his <laughs> kegs of beer to the different establishments. You've been in a bar when someone has done that, haven't you? Oh, and I force people to drink beer okay, like that's yeah. really <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds but, like a good way to get a free beer. Uh, but what but, do you do then? I mean, uh, obviously I you're laugh. still making the beer. You no, did, I yeah. totally love. Yeah. You know, it's funny because you take into a place that has like a more food foodie culture, and you give them this beer, and they go, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we've never had a savory beer. And this beer, I'm sorry, those of you that are listening online. I'd love to pour you a glass of this, but it would kind of spill, and the electrons would probably get in a problem. It's happened um, before. Yeah. This beer is more a savory beer, which is just, frankly, wrong from the get-go, except what if it's not? I mean, I don't know. So I love to have these people taste this beer, and half of them, the ones that are more gear beer geeks, the more locked into what you should because they've been trained by the... And BJCP. Style Nazis. Style Nazis, yes, thank you. They they find it's completely wrong. But the other people that just go, God, I just want something good in my mouth that ideally gets me a little um, buzz. Just enjoy the one that's in your the mouth. The horse. Yeah. yeah, those people go. Just like women, enjoy the one you're with. You know? Yeah, exactly. Those, yeah, those people go, the one who just this likes is amazing. In their mouth. What's the, defi- what's the definition of good, too? Uh, what are they comparing it to? It's whatever uh, I say. How long is a piece of string? And, yeah. and part of it is like, that's what not is beer. beer? Well, what's beer? What is beer? Yeah. All right, I'm going to ask you, what is beer? Oh, boy. That, that goes back to, uh, am I drinking a beer or, or not? That's not an answer. Well, it just rolls back to uh, what we're thinking. Where where was beer it's not an answer started? Either. It's also not an answer. That, too, is not an answer. <laughs> you can't answer a question with a question. All right. Why not? Beer. I look up there and he says beer menu. Yeah. And I order off the beer menu. That's a beer. It better be beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's on the. But how do you know it's, it's a how beer? spoiled we are in because the Because it's on the beer menu. Yeah. All right. So let me it's throw been a preordained for me. It me, says well, beer. Well, it's got barley in it. And it may taste like Coke, you know. Barley. I'll so have another, beer. please. I'm with you in that. So let me throw something else out there taxation. Totally changes everything. Now, you look at how tax has been applied to alcohol through mostly Europe is where it's, it's older. I mean, apparently we haven't had barley in this continent, like I think would be kind of a fun experiment, uh, for as many centuries as they have in Europe. So I found some statistics about the 14s and the 1500s where some cities, a quarter to a third, and even one was 75% of the city's Revenue came from beer taxes. Wow. You comprehend that. So if you're a brewer and you're taxed. There's still a lot of free parking. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's my tax rate. Okay, so different things are taxed. So you look at how do we have the styles we have in England today. Now, part of it is currently you're taxed as a brewer or an importer. I actually shipped some of my beer and Bay Republic's beer over to England and poured it in London. That was so goddamn damn much fun. I love being able to swear in line. Um, (laughs) So, the percent alcohol had to be recorded and the tax paid as a percent. Now, before that, tax was paid. First, you had a license to make beer and a license to serve beer, which all, of course, involved money because governments seem to want 
whatever that stuff is. Um, but also there was a tax paid based on the number of pounds of malt you used. You paid so many, they weren't euros back then, pounds pounds per pound. That sounds kind of goofy, but I mean, actually pounds per quarter. Yeah. It was called a quarter of malt back then. So if you then all of a sudden have these colonies that come forth in your culture because you know, the Americas were discovered, this guy, Columbus or whatever. Uh, and so you had sugar, more available in the West Indies. Indies. Now, you're taxed on the amount of barley you use in your beer. What if you have sugar? Sugar's not taxed now, is it? <laughs> so you add some sugar to your beer, you get stronger beer, and you have lower tax. Huh. Now the government gets all pissy about that because they're somehow missing on the tax revenue. I don't know why governments get pissy about that, but... Whatever. So now today we have your taxed in England on the level in your kettle, the amount of number of gallons times the percent gravity, the gravity of beer. So basically it's the amount of potential alcohol. Hmm. So in England you have beers that are more thoroughly you. fermented out yeah. because you're getting taxed on it whether you can make making alcohol out of that or not. So you may as well get as much alcohol to satisfy the customers. What is it here and now? Just by the barrel? By the barrel. Doesn't yeah. matter the alcohol content. Yeah. Can you put the sugar in the fermenter? They don't care. No, sugar's, sugar's not taxed. No, I know, but they're mm-hmm. looking at the, the amount of alcohol possible from the kettle. Oh, uh, they uh, would probably uh, take a dim view on that. Uh, I mentioned later, the Ryan Heinz cable. I'm, I'm looking around, getting around all this stuff. Okay, you, uh, you're a very different person than... Actually, you're he's the same a, as most every human. He's a sneaky um, douche. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. so the Ryan Heisky boat. It was about we must only use barley, yep. hops, yeast, and water. Well, they didn't know what yeast was, but they kind of implied that. Yeah. Okay, now what that meant was, uh, well, you can't use wheat because we eat wheat for bread. And because we're taxing barley because we know barley is used for beer. So if you use something other than barley, we're not getting in tax revenue. Oh, wait a minute. If you're not using hops, you're using some other herbs, and we're not getting hop tax revenue. So, frankly, we're going to dictate what you use to make your beer because it's what we're taxing. So is it about making pure beer? No, it's about making pure revenue, uh, frankly, to the uh, people in charge. So we call it something other than beer. Well, Grew it. Vice beer. All right, I got to get us to a break, guys. All right. Another break. We come back. I'd like to talk about your beer specifically. We've been drinking it. I want to know what's in it. My my tongue is a bit numb from this uh, from this uh, Artemis. It has a, a lightweight. I think is the word. <laughs> well, it's there's a characteristic about this beer that's a little bit Novocaine like, and uh, I want more of it because of that. It's a nice feeling. So I want to talk about what you've put in these beers, um, or, or not beers. We I've heard about you that you pretty that. much want more of anything that's alcohol. It's pretty much alcohol, chemical, whatever. I can relate. It's Just, not a problem. Yeah, get me away from reality. It's perfect. If yeah. only JP would embrace this, he'd be a much happier young man. Uh, but he he chooses to wallow in reality instead. Yeah, well, <laughs> So let's do this. I'll take a quick break. When we come back, more of Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company. And we're going to talk about what he's put in these beers that he brought to share with us tonight. And maybe you can learn something from this man. All right, hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're 
listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Attention homebrew shop owners at Fermentap. They know you're tired of buying the same old gear that everyone else has. That's why Fermentap offers the newest and most cutting-edge brewing equipment known to man. Since 1998, Fermentap has been leading the fight against the boring and mundane by offering strange, unique, and just plain smart equipment. Like their stainless domed false bottoms. Never deal with the floating plastic hassle of other false bottoms again. And since they're made from stainless steel, they'll last a lifetime. Fermentap's line of copper wort chillers are the best on the market, designed to cool your wort faster and more efficiently than other immersion chillers. They actually invented the equipment to make these chillers not only work great, but look great too. How about a fantastic line of ingredients, including vanilla beans, sorghum extract, blue agave extract, hot bitterness extract, unique wine yeasts, green coffee beans, sake kits, all stuff you can't find anywhere else. Fermentap carries all the standard products and equipment you need as well, such as all-grain systems, stainless hardware, kettles, carbonation stones, you name it, they've got it. Fermentap's entire line of products has been helping retail shops meet the demands of their customers for nearly 10 years, and they want to help you too. For more information, see them on the web at Fermentap.com or call Jason at 1-800-942-2750. Fermentap, better beer through innovation. Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. White Labs. It's all in the vial. Hi. I have a sixer of Lagunitas in the icebox. My roommate's gone for the weekend, and I'm wearing something flimsy. Listen, baby. I told her not to call me after eight. I'll talk to you tomorrow. I gotta go. Who is that? Your girlfriend? You loser. Shut up, thug. Did you guys get the cauldron set up on the altar of my art? Sir, if you weren't so busy getting booty calls, you know that. The hurricane furnace is using propane while you guys talk. All right, I'm using the scroll of Mosher to boil the first decoction. Nope, it's scorched. What do you do? Frack, scoop it out and try again. Thug, use your math rake. You took too long. The color is now darkened past the point where you can still call it a pilsner. This sucks. I hate it when Greg's the brewmaster. What's this? Poindexter Urkel? Dude, can't you see we're in the middle of a brew session? Is that an actual beer? Yeah, I crafted it. I don't really use the dice anymore. I'm a 10th level beer nerd. (gasps) Are you a 10th level beer nerd? Do you belch White Labs 833 and crap Simcoe? Then you're in good company at Northern Brewer. Northern Brewer has all your beer nerd needs. Ingredients, equipment, and knowledge 24 hours a day at northernbrewer.com. Plus, fast, cheap shipping. Only $7.99 for the contiguous USA. And check out Northern Brewer's huge selection of dorky beer kits, including the Cylon Detecting Three-Hearted Ale and the collector's item super alt. Mine's in mint condition because it's still in the box. Make 10th level at northernbrewer.com. Wait till you can pour it out of your own kegerator. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, your friends will look at you with awe. And it's just hot. It is? It's so super hot. <laughs> <laughs> 
the the home of live beer radio. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to the session. Okay, welcome back to the program, everybody. Still hanging out with Brian Hunt from Moonlight Brewing Company and talking about uh, oh man, all sorts of shit. We are talking about everything. All, we're out there. At Doc, we're just talking shit. I think Doc's having flashbacks. <laughs> uh, we are out there, man. I, I'm loving it. Uh, I do apologize if we don't have the live element to this program. I'm genuinely disappointed in that because I think we would have gotten some good comments and questions from you from our live audience. It's not our fault. They're going to have to talk amongst themselves on the forum and on the show page and things like that. Well, what I think we could do is give out uh, Bebo's number in the chat. And then they can just call Bebo's phone, and then we'll put it on speakerphone. Oh, we could do that. You want to just give out Bebo's number? So call out. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. um, What is it? uh, Five eight (laughs) five 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 (laughs) Bevehor with two R's. Ninety nine cents a minute. Yeah. Uh, So I will say this though: if you're a podcast listener, uh, had I known in the beginning of the show, had I, uh, if I could have seen the future, I would have said this then, but. Uh, so a lot of you get the show just via iTunes, and that means it just shows up on your iPod, and you press play. And Cha-cha. You've never seen our website. There is going to be an essay that that uh, uh, Brian, for lack of a better word, uh, that Brian wrote. Um, uh, that's really about what we've been talking about on on this program. So if you didn't notice it on the homepage, it's going to be on the BN Army blog. I'll also put it up in the forum. I will put a link to it on the Facebook. I will. I will. Twi- I'll do. I'll do all that stupid things we have to do. Because <laughs> Because everybody, because we're all lazy now, and we, we don't know where to look for things They're anymore. To us. Um, you want to look for it? But it will be a link to 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 what we're talking about today, where where, where Brian really has a, a a very well thought out and a and a it's it's a one page thing. It's 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 very nicely done. That really talks about this theory that we're talking about. What if uh, in your beer? So I encourage you to read it, uh, especially if you found yourself lost at any portion of this uh, discussion we've I'm had lost. today. <laughs> like Brian. <laughs> uh, which is really sort of the point in some ways. Um, so uh, if, you're, if you've got this via iTunes, go to our homepage, brewingnetwork.com, and uh, look at the BN Army blog, and you'll be able to read this essay. Kind of, It really does go with the show, and I'm glad Brian's going to let me post it up there for you guys, too. It's a journey, not a destination. Hey, you know, there was one thing in that essay, the sourdough bread. Yeah. Can you explain that? Like why <clears throat> it's made in San Francisco? Like why why it does so well? Climate, probably temperature and humidity. Yeah. Well, first yeah. of all, let me do this for our list, if I may. Just yeah. d- just a little background. It, it, essentially, what Brian said about sourdough is, you know, there it's unique to San Francisco because it 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 works in San Francisco. The the ingredients that you needed, the the way it became sour. So he was using it in this essay as an example of a local product. So but if you can, now, yeah, now because please. you can go online and buy sourdough French bread starter. I made French bread when I was a kid. I grew up in Sacramento, California. And um, I had a sourdough French bread I used to make. It just didn't taste like sourdough French bread from San Francisco. It makes bread. It made great bread. I ate a lot of it. I survived, apparently. Uh, But it doesn't taste the same as sourdough French bread. Sourdough uh, culture has a bacteria and a yeast that work together to make the sourdough culture, to make a whole lot of things that biochemistry and uh, the clock wouldn't permit me to go into. 
<laughs> yeah. So uh, suffice to say, people tried to make it everywhere else, and it did not work. Not the way it does in San Francisco. Why? It's not that it, when he tried it in Seattle, it wasn't bad. It wasn't the same. So you try to make uh, uh, a goose. Yeah, Alambic, yeah. Yeah, Alambic. Somewhere else in the world. It's not that it's going to be bad. It's going to be different. Yeah. You have different creatures in the air, different temperature situations, different malts you use, different reasons why. Everything's going to be different. Yeah. But it's not that it's worse or better. It's just different. No, it's and that's why my whole gist of this argument, hopefully oh, you, those of you reading this or listening to this, have already read the the post. It's not that these things are better or worse. It's just there are so many parameters that we take for granted that affect the beer styles we have today. And we on, here I am on this uh, North American continent, we take for granted the things that make beer styles what they are because we could have some here on this continent that are unique to the world and if we had barley here we'd have people other parts of the world going god i wish i could make that damn course yeah that's just so good and they're in munich yeah you're going i can't make that rocky run spring water beer because i'm living in munich my water's different we could have people in prague going man i want to make an ipa and this water sucks <laughs> You know, I think we also even take for granted just the availability of, of products in, in, in general. I, I remember a few years ago, really wasn't, I'm embarrassed that it wasn't that long ago, I, I'd flown to New York, and I was driving from New York to Connecticut where my family lives, and I, it was in the middle of the night, I took the red eye or something or whatever. I landed late, driving in the middle of the night, so I stop at an all-night diner somewhere between New York City and where I'm headed in Connecticut, and I'm ordering breakfast, and I... And, I, and of course, toast comes with my breakfast. And she, what kind of toast would you toast like? Toast with beer, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I said, I, I would like sourdough. She said, what? <laughs> sourdough, I'd like. And she, literally, she had no idea what I was talking about. And of course she doesn't. Uh, were I, you mumbling? I, you, I, I got it really quickly. I was like, white? Yeah. I, you know, I don't know why I didn't think of it sooner, but I just thought, that's right. Well, sourdough is a, is a, it's not that it doesn't exist anywhere else, but it's yeah, I mean, pretty uniquely San Francisco. Yeah, but I, it's been I mean, exported. But I would have assumed just like you that it would have made its way. I mean, to, but this was a small diner for God's in, a, sake. in a, in a tiny town. You know, I took whatever exit it was. There was nothing else. It was the only thing open. I mean, it's a small place. And, and this, not only did they not have it. She had no idea what I... She had never heard the she word. Heard she had, had no idea what I was talking about. And I think it's a good example of we, we not only take for granted our ingredients, we, nowadays we take, a, we take for granted that everything is available everywhere. Well, if it weren't for the internet, how many people listening would have a clue would have a what Lambic was? Well, that, that too, but Lambic. <laughs> right. Would we know yep. what Lambic is, Really? We might know about it, but we might have never tasted it or even or, thought we could ever get it. Exactly. Okay, so, you know, I think the Columbia River Gorge would be an amazing Love place that band. to make, like, Creek. Because you have all fruit trees up and down the gorge. You have the winds blowing just exactly right. If there ever was a place... On our continent, on this continent, to replicate the Sun Valley. It would be Mendocino. Well, there's a whole lot of places. It would be slightly <laughs> different. But you do what you have to work with. If you have cherries grown in Hood River, 
my God, and you have all these creatures that are growing on grapes and cherries and every other fruit up and down with with this wind just whistles. I mean, you could have some amazing things grow in your beer and you could make some amazing stuff. Yeah. And it saddens me that, come on, full sail. Come on, you could make some creek like none of us could possibly touch. Yeah. So, Why? Why? Why full sail? Because they're on the river there? Because the river. Yeah. yeah. Just there. Okay. They make great beers for what they do, but if they recognize what they have, that is because of where they are. Yeah. The wind, the weather, the climate, the trees that have wild yeast on them. Yeah. You could just, just, oh. I wonder you what know, the refinery like, would add to my Pacheco Who the hell beer? needs Flanders if you had, you know, the Hood River Valley? <laughs> cancer, probably. Well, if you like cancer. Yeah. Who doesn't? Hey, don't knock it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, see, I, I still, I, I do, and I want to start talking about the beer we have here, too, but I and I, I still want to relate, you know, this kind of history of the style and his, why beer is as we know it because of, of what they had to, to how it is now, right? And and there are really different factors now than what we've talked about. Like, I just, I made a joke, but it, it's kind of serious. One of my local uh, ingredients in the air is whatever's coming out of that refinery that's about two miles away from me, if that, right? And it's a massive Chevron refinery here in Martinez. And uh, so this is a local... I can't get away from the fact that it's in the air. It's a local ingredient of mine. Right? Huge. You cannot doesn't mean make, I should embrace it, does you it? You cannot make high carcinogen beer if you're somewhere else. <laughs> That's right. So it's absolutely right. Why That's do you right. have huge and, balls? Uh, <laughs> it's hard. <You> love it. <laughs> <laughs> An excellent point. Nuclear so, but balls. there are. So I do like to kind of modernize this discussion in the, in the, in the sense that. You know, there's a lot more factors involved, mobility and, and what people's palates and tastes are, like I was, you know, talking about a little bit earlier. You know, it's no longer just that there, that, are, that there's a river flowing by or that there's a spruce tree in your backyard, is it? There's a no, lot more. No, no, there's so much more. You know, it's Doc's Hummer <laughs> that's driving around, uh, you know. Picking up dust. Yeah, you see what I mean. Uh, it's hard for me to ignore... You know, some of these factors when you're talking about making the beer that is your region's beer. It's the butterfly I'm effect. not positive that the Pacheco beer marketing is going to look so great to most uh, beer consumers, you know. Uh, yeah, the picture yeah. of the refinery the in the background of my God label. Damn, you're making amazing you're just beer. Not, I guess you're right. You're just yeah, not my, regional, My people man. right here, might just right there at the casino at the California Grand, uh, are <laughs> yeah, going to love yeah. that shit. Well, <laughs> your slogan can be, if your neighbor doesn't kill you, our beer will. <laughs> God damn it, you're good, JV. You're, you're you. a marketing man. Thank you. Yeah. I'm a man. We'll try to have Slight. one of those nice, like, traditional logos, you know, like a Sierra Nevada with the... fancy. But ours, it, has the, it literally has the smokestacks in the background. Yeah, instead of the fresh water stream. Right. The but then the nice... Stack. It yeah. does have nice, like, barley, le- you know... Yeah, yeah. Uh, Same ingredients. But the background... Terrible is environment. The, <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, sort of a, it's sort of a dingy yellow... Yeah, our, our slogan would be, our beer tastes like your clothes smell. Kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a real local beer. Pacheco beer. It's not just a casino. Your sister used to smell like us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but any, uh, Brian, I think you 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 see what I mean too when I say that there's a lot of you know it's not just nature anymore that is involved in this beer. It's the people. It's the it's the rest of the environment. It's uh, 
You know, so how do I do no, that? No, it's here? really not true. No, you need to read Michael Jackson's book of beer, and you need to make only the beers that are in that <laughs> book, because those, yeah. those are... <laughs> no, you, you, Justin, you're misunderstanding. Those yeah. are the legitimate beer styles. Uh-huh. Wait a minute. The recognizable... That wasn't what I said. Style. I'm sorry. That's right. Now, you've, now we've switched it all around. Are, do you call any of your beers uh, styles, uh, Brian? Have you said this yes. is this is a Sonoma style? No, yes, I I make only Abbey style California Abbey style beers. You do because uh, absolutely. I think I've I explained to you that I am um, our Moonlight Brewery is the first and only Abbey brewery. You didn't explain it, but United I did States. see it on your website. Yes. Yes. Um, what does that mean? To explain that to me, if you would. It means uh, my church has designated me to be an abbot. And um, you got this online, didn't you? You bought it at your church. <laughs> You're jumping the gun. <laughs> Sorry. Now, come on, let's have some reverence. Carry on. My church has desi- designated me to be an abbot. Reverend. And there's some people that <laughs> seem to like not appreciate that. I have this certificate up in the brewery next to my wanted poster. And um, I have designated <laughs> the brewery to be an abbey. So this is the first and only abbey brewery in the United States. And really? I make not. I'm not Trappist for the people that get all you know, puffy about that. There's a lot of anxiety. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not that. Um, I make West Coast California style Abbey beers because they are what I feel is appropriate to the Abbey. That okay. I'm in. All right. And yes, in fact, it was twenty dollars online. <laughs> the what is it? What is it? The uh, you know Church of Universal Life Church. That's right. The Universal. Life Church. I want that. I love it. I like this. I'm not making fun of this. I love um, this idea. Excuse me. I'd like to do a little shout out here. Colin at Downtown Joe's. I'd like yeah. to congratulate him for apparently being uh, engaged. He asked me to again. Um, really? No kidding. Colin's Tra- a buddy of ours too. Okay, well, anyway, he asked me if I'd be available to uh, perform a ceremony. Really? So, uh, well, congratulations, uh, we'll Colin. Colin. Colin, yeah, round of applause. Should we do a Colin show from his Heather. wedding? Yes. Here's to Colin and Heather. You would like that, I'm sure. Welcome to hell, Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, um, yeah. From, spoken from the newlywed in the room. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, apparently uh, that's my second uh, ceremony. They'll be. Is it? Yes. Wow. Uh, and it's preempting my third one, which was going to be my second. But What's your uniform faster. when you perform these ceremonies? A bow tie. I'm naked. <laughs> no <laughs> just pants. Your, just your brewer's boots, just your rubber <laughs> brewer's boots. <laughs> and a hat. I, I try clean to be ones. more liberal than that. I, I don't always wear boots. Well, when Doc and Paxton get married, maybe you can do theirs, too. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So you've yeah. just poured us another beer. Yes. Hey, before we get this beer, can I ask one question about the the Artemis? No, <laughs> I'm going to ask it anyway. Oh, okay. It's my show. Fine. Uh, what was the what is that Novocaine quality that I've talked to you about? Is that from one of the herbs? It's one of the herbs. It's the um, Novocanus malthus. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh. So yes, is. Uh, this yeah. is a botanist here next Langu- week. <laughs> Novocanus linguis. Ooh, uh, it's actually got a whole bunch of different names. Bee balm is one. Uh, wild bergamot. People go, oh, I know that. That's the bergamot. That's in um, uh, Uruguay. Tea. No, it's not that. That's a an orange, the wild orange uh, from Greece or that part okay. of the world. It's not that. I don't know why they called it that. Um, uh, Oswego tea, the Oswego Indians, which I believe is North State, uh, or they have other words for it in Wisconsin, Northern Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, the Oswego Indi- Indians use that for tea. Uh, there's some other words for that herb, but it's a Native American herb, and we don't know that for beer because, oddly enough, barley hasn't been on this continent for all that long. <laughs> right. What Whereas else? the bittering component of the beer is um, Artemisia vulgaris, which is mugwort. 
Okay. Mugwort, oddly, oddly enough, uh, the name comes from having been used in mugs. Hence, probably mugwort. There uh, might be some relation there. Uh, it's been used at least a thousand years in beer. Wow. Or we should say ale. Beer, actually, as it came to the UK, uh, was known as something that had hops in it. So I should say ale. Okay. Didn't uh, didn't Harry Potter use some of that? I think he did. Yeah, he uh, actually mainlined mainline did. Oh. <laughs> 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 I think I was reading, like, when, when I took high school history, they, they, they said something about they Harry Potter Hermione. inventing it or something like that. Oh, yeah, she was big on that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was. Yeah. She's a Corona drinker. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. didn't put the, the she, you didn't put the first spice be, in there be, you know, uh, uh, just for the novocaine quality, did you? I mean, you weren't just going to uh, numb your tongue. Yeah, no, I was thinking about her body actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so am I. That's why I can't stand up. I'm actually reading the Harry Potter books again as we speak. Again, right. yeah. you would again. Great. That's not what you have in, in your case, hands. Don't lie to me. In case something changed. All right, Bevo has been dismissed. There is no chat room to moderate right, or phone Bevo's to answer. Thank you for your service today, Bevo. You've done great. Yeah, you were good servicing. Appreciate the ball Finish discussion. Finish it, before you leave. Yes. Or take it with you. Put it in a sippy cup. Yeah. You've got cup holders, right? Balty. <laughs> in the car. Okay. Baltic so, Porter? I, don't, I didn't think it was a <laughs> what, what beer did we just pour here now? Moving on to the I one you've just... Uh, did you see, JP? I, I, I did not. What is it? What does it taste like? Come on, guys. Belgian. Yeah. These lightweights or what? Belgian, like, golden strong, if we're talking styles. Yeah, it does have a... Golden thong. <laughs> <laughs> That's the... Uh... This is the new golden thong from yeah. Moonlight Brewing Company. It's the new maybe. room in the gold club. <laughs> the golden thong. Tastes like beer. You can have that, Brian. We give it to you. Thank you. I, I kind of like that. I think I, would, I actually <laughs> have trademarked that. A Sonoma farmhouse ale, I figure. A Sonambic. 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 Yeah. Salambic. Is it, is it a bit lambic? Were you trying to go for no, that? No, no, no. Okay, good. Because no. I don't get that. But it's natural. Okay. Same thing. It, it tastes like a uh, like a Belgian uh-huh. yeast was used. It's got those Peppery. Belgian esters. Right. Yes, you're right. Um, it also tastes dry. Really, you know, like there's some uh, Pilsner malt, and you really dry it out like a just like uh, Chad said, like a like a golden strong. Any Although other comments? Not, it doesn't taste very strong. It's pretty smooth, I mean, actually. Uh, guys, you got to drink your beer. I mean, instead of just like having the glass there, like I don't um, think this is one of your beers. Actually, it's not. Yeah, I think this is. It's this a, is. What if I told you this is a wheat beer? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> believe it. Okay. Anybody else believe it or think it's a pile of horseshit? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not all wheat. Fifty. No, I don't well, taste. You can't make a beer that's all wheat. <laughs> that's why barley is a, is civilization. That's why barley is beer. A, yeah, okay. Hmm. I don't know. I don't think I taste wheat. Did you like no, it? I Did do. you hate it? Did you I love it, actually. I think it's great beer. What is this beer? I, I can't remember. It's Coors Banquet, isn't it? Yes. You just kept it You kept it out in the heat for a, for a couple of weeks. Yeah. I like this beer quite a bit. No, it's Saison-y. It's not the beer. same as in your glass, is it? Yours is cloudy and mine's not. I just got the... Oh, I got the dregs. Oh, you got the end. Yeah. I see. Should I reveal it? It's kind of Saison-y. All right. Ch- JP's going to reveal. Wow. Oh, it's a Saison DuPont. Really? I thought it was Cezanne. Gotta love this beer. It's a really nice beer. So, what the hell is this beer? Why do you love this beer, Brian? It's a okay. farmhouse ale. What the hell is this? Cezanne. I mean, season. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is a beer where they had a farm. They make whatever they make, like grains. 
and actually there's pigs and some other pigs. stuff at the farm. Wintertime comes, you really can't do much in the field. What do you do with all the labor? Make, I mean, I've I've got uh, a part-time person, Jeff, that uh, works for me as an intern. And, you know, when it's really slow, wait a minute, it never is slow in the brewery. God damn it. <laughs> uh, I'd like to farm him out and have him do something else more useful. But um, So if you have a farm and you don't have things to do after you're seeding the wheat, you're harvesting the wheat, you're weeding or whatever, what do you do all winter without labor? Malts and barley. You either pay unemployment <laughs> or... You make beer. Fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get high. You know? right. You got to get high somehow. Uh, they didn't have pots over the there. Farm, right? So where's the, you know, where's the alcohol? You got to make it. Right. Exactly. Okay. So what is this beer? To me, a saison is a, is a wheat beer. Yeah. And I, I don't know anybody else that says that. But this beer is, what, a third to 40% wheat. To me, this beer is... Besides the fact that I love it, it's phenomenal. Um, and those of you that can't have a saison du pont, uh, saison du pont, mm-hmm. uh, my apologies to you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the way something you said like it. that. Uh, you're gonna um, start cackling in a second, I think. <laughs> yeah, but I, I like. I, I've heard of so many people wanting to start breweries. I'm gonna start a small brewery. Make saisons. Well, do you have a fuck? Clue what a saison is. Sounds like Jay Leno's going to start a brewery now. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I like saison. <laughs> As you know, Conan's has got a shitload of money. He's not he what to do, do it, with right? it. Yeah, let's tell him to open a okay, brewery. Okay, so anyway, what is a saison? <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had this BGCP weekend. We, 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 it's so much pH and so much alcohol <laughs> and so much pretend sugar. And yeah, we can make this. Oh, my ass. <laughs> I'm just a normal guy. I'm just testing pH. If you imagine. You got a bunch of wheat. You got a bunch of barley. You got a bunch of free labor. Free because labor. There's nothing much to do when it's like snowing outside. Yeah. What's the best you could possibly do? You are Orgy. paying the labor. You have bought the ingredients because you've grown them. What the hell are you going to do to make yourself really enjoy life the rest of the goddamn year? Harold. You're going to make. The best possible beer you have with the ingredients that you have. Yeah. I don't want to think that anybody went online, no, a couple hundred years ago, uh, went online and found out the parameter of the saison and went, Ooh, I could make a saison. It's, uh, yeah, you know, so many pounds of this and so many pounds of. No. <laughs> you have. I'm wheat. waiting for the poignant moment. You have barley. What's the. Justin, come on. You have some wheat and you have your barley. It's like a quarter. Well, listen, you can't make more than half wheat or else it's going to be a pain in the ass to louder. Yeah. So, okay, what are you going to make that's got a bunch of wheat because wheat is cheaper than barley and you've just grown both of them? I'm going to make a saison. What is a saison? It's that. Well, how how about all the guys that made crappy saisons that, that just didn't make it? And you're, yeah, you're making the, you're making the best one, and yours just just always outshone everybody else's. You're gonna keep making that thing, and oh. you're gonna keep making it better. And all the other guys are gonna keep trying to take all they got. It yours is better. Yeah. Okay. So that's all the, what comes through. All that farm labor. You think it's gonna work for you, or are they gonna work for somebody else? They're, yeah. They're gonna they're, they're, in the wintertime, especially. You're making more beer. They're not selling anything. All right, you guys no, are no, wait a minute. What's Let, the point? Let's here? back up. Let's get to the point. You're running a farm. Your farm's growing barley and wheat and, and cows and pigs and whatever else you're growing. In the summertime. 
And, yeah, when, whenever you can. And you're trying to hire the best labor you can because, you know, it's cost-effective and that sort of stuff. You make crappy-ass beer. You think your staff's going to hang around? Or, or you compare it to your saison de pont, and you have this this farm, which actually we get a brewery as well, and they get a bakery as well, and some other stuff. And you make beer that tastes like this. Who's going to, like, kind of get that? Best employees. Yeah, you can, so you're saying well, they stuck around because the beer was good to drink. It was an employee perk, and that's why. Why do you think Saison exists? Would you? I probably would. Yeah, that's how he gets free okay. labor. I, I probably just feel a lot better yeah. about life in general. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The farms nice in beer the to drink, time. and the well, farms in the wintertime aren't going to be doing anything else, and they're yeah. going to be making beer. Okay, so why in the hell would I bring this beer if it's like only so-so? Oh wait a minute. Actually, it's pretty damn. Um, right. I keep saying it's these things, but it's awesome. okay, apparently. It's a Pretty wonderful damn beer. fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what is the saison? Oh, my God. It sure as hell better taste like this. If you... Yeah. I don't mean you. I'm pointing to you. Sure. But it could be me. I'm a home brewer, Point so if I... If, if you or any other person were to make a saison, or something you call a saison, yeah. and it weren't as good as a saison de pont, Oh, come on. You're not going to get the good employees. You're going to get the guys that are, like, drunk and show up in the morning, and that's they can't even have, have a hold of liquor. Yeah, look at that. We're not getting no. paid at all. These guys yeah. got the people that can hold their liquor because they appreciated their damn beer. Their beer is amazing. Yes, it is. And if anybody tries to make a saison in this country, you drink a bottle of saison de pont. If you can't touch that, then don't. Please, please don't call your crap a saison. Because if you try to copy a style from some other part of the world, and it's like, that is good, but uh, let's just say, I knew a brewery that was in the East Bay some years ago, and they made a beer and kind of got an infection to it, you know? Yeah. And they say, well, they call it an happy style because... If we call it Abbey style, they wouldn't, you know, nobody will know notice. what to think about. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they sold it as that. That's a crime. So what does that do to Abbey styles? Right. It makes people think, oh my god, Abbey styles seems like crap, don't they? No. Listen, yeah. If you dare, if you as a small brewer, a home brewer, dare call your beer a saison, you sure as hell better make it. Worthy better of what a saison up. is. I can't argue with that. No, you're beer I, you can't argue. No. I mean, I the can, man is speaking I, the truth. I agree a hundred percent. Yeah. Suppose, suppose I, you took your beer in a bottle to Belgium, and you went to to me. This is the penultimate saison, Dupont. Yeah. You took mm-hmm. your beer to the brewer and said, "I made a saison. Oh my God, try <laughs> this." And they went, "Oh my God, I'm going to puke." Excuse me. We just. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Now, why in the fuck did you call your beer saison if it tastes like that? Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it saddens me more than even the word sad can handle for the number of people that have tried to say, I'm going to start small beer. I'm going to make saison. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you even know what a saison is? Okay. What about... I'm gonna. I'm going to. I'm gonna. Sorry to do this to you, but I have to do. It. I'm gonna turn it around on you because I, I wonder. No, your I'm gonna opinion stop you first it. and ask you. Um, how come <laughs> you haven't asked me about the saison I've made? I, well, I don't want it because I want to ask about another beer that I know about because I tasted bad. it. I'm gonna ask you somebody else. 
Uh, how come you haven't asked me? I can just turn them off. You I, don't know that. I didn't even know you made a Saison. <laughs> no, I, I frankly can't handle it yet. I don't know how to make a Saison. What about your reality check pills? Are you then saying that you're confident enough that that is a check pills? You're allowed to call it that because you've you've mastered If you've been it. to my website, you'll recognize that I claim this beer is authentic to the West Coast of the Czech Republic, as authentic as you can get, because I take the water, and I deionize the hell out of it. It's actually one of the more expensive beers that I make. Oddly enough, more expensive than the IPAs that have, hmm. as you know, hops have kind of gone up in price. <laughs> okay, it's still, the pill, to make the Pilsner, the water is more expensive than any other water I make, and really pays, puts a significant dent in the price compared to even... Even my IPA. Yeah. But having been to Prague and tasted the beers, either I had to move to Prague or make this beer. Yeah. And moving to Prague would have some of the complications. So. But by your own standard, because you use the word Czech pills in it, then no. you have... that. You're. I'm just asking if you're comfortable calling it a, a Czech pill. Are you pills. close enough to where yeah. you feel good? Yeah, as long as you recognize that I have spelled it C-Z-E-C-K... <laughs> And and the, and you have that, an opt-out clause. And that within, that's a, that's with, a cop out, step Brian. Up, Brian. And that within the style, I've recognized. I mean, even because of different parts of Czech Republic, and they have their own styles within. Yeah, that mine is more in the West Coast style. Okay. Now the Northern style. I did have a, a fellow from the Czech Republic uh, describe to me that he felt mine was more of the Northern style, where the hops are grown because it's hoppier than the average Czech pills. I believe I'm more on the West Coast style. Okay. I want to tell you that it is, uh, before today, uh, one of the beers I've tried, before today that you came with some other beers, it's my favorite beer that you brew, your Reality Check Pills. And if I see it at a bar and I see Death and Taxes and a couple others, I always order the Reality Check. I'm sorry but I just wanted to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't. Uh, but I did, you know, I, I just wanted to make sure that you... You stand by your own standards. Cause, and, and I should be honest. Like, yeah. there is no Czech uh, Republic that has... I should say there is no West Coast West of the Czech Coast. Republic. Because, I was going to say, yeah, isn't that a yeah. It is a landlocked country. Yeah. Landlocked country. Yeah. There's no West Coast. No. The rivers of it, border. yes. Uh, do <laughs> the, you're going to the West Bank of the river. The Western border. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I just, you know, it's a That's valid... That's confusing, isn't it? Valid question, I think. All right. I got a pertinent question for Brian. Oh, we'll see. Brian, do you have any other beer be in your little like hopper over there? Yeah, go ahead and pop the next one. And now we've got more. All right, good because start passing. I'm empty. Down. Well, there are two freaking <laughs> kegs over there. Yeah, what was now the the other keg? We we we've talked about the um, oh good lord <laughs> the Artemis is Artemis. one Thank and the you. working for tips is the other. And the wor- okay now the working for tips that's my favorite of of the two. Now I do like the Artemis uh, quite a bit. That's the one we were talking about where I. The, Your you know, face the thing is numb. I, I picked up on the on the numbness. Although it's kind of a body numb too, I really enjoy that. But the uh, <laughs> no, no, the working wait for a tips, here. I prefer working for tips is such a smooth, nice, uh, kind of easygoing beer. Has no hops in it, like we talked about. I'd like to discuss that beer a little bit because so, I think it's wonderful. Uh, I'd be happy to discuss it too. But let's just put this in perspective a second, Justin. <laughs> you think if, you if thought we, it was going to be that easy? If we think we uh, just get a beer, <laughs> not with yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, guys, bring your glasses over, would you? You do. Uh, there you I go. think we have a need for this. Just one second. Oh. Sorry, we got to rinse our glasses here because Taste. drinking is... You've lost the show. For those of you yeah. that are listening, drinking is a very serious thing, and I don't know how many of you really understand how the importance of drinking 
is to. Uh, it's got to be proper, baby. <laughs> it's got to be proper. Yes. And uh, anyway. So uh, you asked me a question, Justin, and I'm afraid I, I spaced it so much. It's okay. It has to do with drinking, I think. Well, you. It, <laughs> <laughs> I did. I well, I wanted you didn't the care what my question was. I wanted to talk about the um, the uh, working for tips. Yes, but right. you were you didn't like that. No, I, I I'm a fine with that. I okay. just want to make sure we uh, <laughs> pass these beers all around. Um, working for tips. Yeah, working for tips is the first beer that I made that did not have hops. Okay, and it was uh, pretty much a scary proposition to make because you know that's frankly wrong on more accounts than um i don't know i i haven't lost any fingers yet but that's good i i can't really focus on my fingers i think it's a lot um, i have 20 fingers that's many fingers <laughs> we're oh, handing out beers oh, just one second i think just needs to drink this okay is that one mine there or this one okay this one's mine justin, that one's yours. you're over that dude don't worry about justin, it justin okay justin so the working for tips the working for tips is a beer right that uh has no hops and I chose to make it with what I thought was local to the brewery because not just low carbon footprint because some people don't believe in that sort of like they think that's crap. I, do. thinks um, I don't think it's I think it's crap. Yeah, because carbon I don't use crap. carbon in any of my beers. There's no carbon involved. <laughs> yeah, mine either. Yes, or on your feet. No, we I'm don't like, use I'm carbon in beers. Um, so the working for tips has beers. Excuse me, has flavoring from. Redwood trees, the tips yeah. of the branches of the redwood trees. I said tips. The tips, yes. Pronounce the P, if you would, please. <laughs> um, it's, it's very distinct flavor and a lot of citrusy flavors. Yeah. Rounded flavors. <laughs> Depending how you think of that. I like to Saggy think of them, flavors. Yeah. Like Rounded them flavors more pointed with darkened centers. <laughs> yes. What else is in it besides the spruce tips? Because I... Uh, no, other- no, redwood. Redwood. Oh, sorry, but besides the, the fresh, redwood tips. Fresh. Malt. There's actually malt. There's, there's water and yeast. <laughs> all of those oh, in the same beer. So that. it's beer. I think well, it's beer. If you believe that. <laughs> oh, man. Well, okay, so it's our beer. Definition. It's beer. What I was trying to accomplish with this beer. You're making like me quit. Interviewing Bill Clinton. Are you happy now? What I quit. sex? <laughs> I've never had sex with this tree, really. <laughs> yeah, but I've eaten it. I've not, tried. Not <laughs> that you've caught on camera, anyway. <laughs> Oral sex? All right. So we've now been poured well, another beer. Well, I'm certainly orally consuming this. Oh, this uh, is another mystery go. beer. The phones are ringing. Should we take just random phone calls? Yeah, yeah, like or what the hell? What are talking about? I get some, like, peat. Like, uh, it smells kind of like an eyelid or something. I'm, yeah, getting, I'm getting that peat thing. So those of you that are listening, though, like the beer that has just been poured is not the working for tips. This is another beer. Uh, yes. Which we don't know what it is. Some of us because we don't know, and some of us because we're in competent to comprehend <laughs> I think it's also not Brian's beer <laughs> am I wrong this time <laughs> it's like a, a Russian imperial stuff it is, but yeah but with like that peated, um, peated malt or iodine yeah. band-aid yep. yeah. scotch thing going on which I find offensive I, I really like it I don't like it I really like it. But you well, should, uh, Justin. Justin, do you like your problem? When you smell a... <laughs> <laughs> I should like it. Justin, <laughs> just, yeah. when you smell a skunk, are you offended or you go, that ain't so bad? It smells better than me what? is what I like to think. Well, I don't oh, know. I because mean, they, 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 they say if, you, if you're not offended by the skunk smell, yeah. then you're more likely to like uh, peated Eiley malts. Interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, if I guess I'm not offended. Junk, yeah. Are you offended or? When yeah. I smell skunk, I think that Tasty and Chad are hanging out. Yeah, with, which yeah, they probably but, but are. But, okay, with the you run over a skunk in your car and you're thinking, "Oh shit, I'm fucked for yeah, a week." It's bad. It's I'm yeah, fucked for a yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah that's oh, that's a good thing though. I just oh, I, I not don't how like, you mean it. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. I just uh, I'm just real sensitive to anything medicinal, any kind of that that band aid kind of thing. I just. Too many sucrets as a kid. Now the aftertaste of this beer is quite rich and complex and nice, but it just the 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 kind of foretaste or why you're drinking it just it's just to me. Uh, I find nothing wrong with this. It's been a little offensive. If this beer has been aged, how would you feel differently? If it had been aged, yes. Suppose, suppose, suppose this is an aged. It depends on if the peat had dropped out. So now, so you're Uh, telling me that this is a, or I'm assuming now that this is aged, and this is how it tastes aged. I think it needs to age I, I find right. nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong right with out this. of my fridge. I think that the, the peat yeah. needs to uh, back down a little more still. Yeah, I'm with Doc. This is a very good beer. No, I, I find nothing wrong with this at all in any aspect of it. Okay. Just going to ask you for a second. What, what does it say in the back of your glass there? Uh, it does say, well, which part? The the back? It's a round glass. Fresh beer is like... Go around it then. <laughs> can you... Can you Fine beer is like live music. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. So, what? I, say again. Fresh beer. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, sorry, you're right. <laughs> Lighting. What is happening? Fresh beer. It says on the glass. Fresh beer is like live music. Stale beer is like listening from the parking lot. I've had some good times in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, really. I'm not saying that you have, and not saying that I haven't either. But is it the same as being in? No, the I room? wish I was no. inside listening to the music you have a right. okay. every time. Yeah. Okay. So what do you? T- so is it fresh or is it stale? Come on, need some answers here. This is finally. aged. This is aged. Yeah, but what do you? What do you get? Talk to me. What do you get? I mean, I give told me a sense of I taste. <laughs> All right, anybody else in the room? Come on, what do you get in this beer? I'm gonna. I get a high alcohol sweetness. Um, You're easy drunk. I don't get any of that sherry. A nice toastiness to it. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's got roasty. That's really yeah, nice. But real nice roasty and. It, it 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 finishes out kind of tart. It's total shit. I don't get any of like the sherry kind of oxidized notes that you would. No, I don't. I don't get the like, sherry oxidized find. notes. Oh, no shit. I just bought. I just brought home beer from this brewery. As a matter of fact, I've seen this and Hemel, I, I wanted to buy it. Hemel und Ard. I gave uh, yeah. Doc their icebox. Oh, I had that last night. It was fucking excellent. This is from Demolin. Yeah, uh, brewery in uh, Holland. Uh, uh, I had another beer of theirs that was shit too. Hamel and Earth. <laughs> <laughs> um, how much you know you have some more? It's you, not the beer. It thing. was their Amarillo IPA. Yeah. Oh, this, well, well, this is Amarillo. It was right? not good. Although I did have, I, I will say, I actually the reason I brought some of their beer back is I tried five of their beers. Four of them were fantastic, and it was just the one Amarillo Try IPA that? I didn't like. Would you it, read to me the label? Cool. What's it say, Justin? All right, let's see what's can, in this Can you beer. pour and, and read at the same time? Yeah, if I, I can't. Can ask yeah, well, horses. I'm, I just uh, American put Hop, uh, Bittering Hops Nugget, 96 EBUs, uh, Final Hop Amarillo, made with uh, the most heavily peated malt in the world from the Brukledick Distillery. Say dick again. Distiller's <laughs> malt. Uh, hmm. Recommended drinking temperature. This is what I do love about this brewery. They, they really put a lot of information on the bottle. This yeah. beer will be good for 25 years if Whoa. kept cool and dark. And away from Somebody us. drinks beer. OG from, yeah. was uh, 11. Does it say that? It's actually, it's, it's Flemish. It says Rusten. 
Houston? <laughs> it does, actually. Nine and a half percent. It, it seems like more. Yeah, it seems big. Well, it seems a little bigger than that. Uh, it started at 11. This one went to 11. Just and then the that, final man. gravity was 10, to 11. was 1030. Uh, it was wow. brewed uh, in December of 08 and uh, bottled in January of 09. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm going to stand by my uh, claim that it's too much peat mold. Although, by reading the label, I'm right. I'm fucking right. It says uh, oh, it's, right? The, it's the most heavily peated malt in yeah. the world. We can't help it if you're a wuss. <laughs> you know, I, would, I agree. I, you know, I've I did, never I been not... accused otherwise, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want to age that. Well, they didn't say how much of it they used. No, I've... I've too much. Uh, too much. Drinking some Kalila that's just, like, taking the paint off the walls. No, Caller, to me, this, this, this is nothing like here. that. Do this. What's he talking to? I don't know. Hey, Maybe caller, you're on the air. What's happening, brother? Talk out loud. Yeah, he's he's listening. He's waiting. Talk, talk, talk. Yeah. For a girl like you, but I wouldn't age this for 25 years. I like it. How right do you now. know? How? What would this taste like in 25? Years? I don't know. Well, I think. Well, then I think you would get kind of the what sherry things. Uh, the the hops would kind of die down a little bit. The malt would probably die down a little bit. All be left would be the peat. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah but, but that I, would die down a little bit too. And just an auto weight. This beer is a, a gift from Urbane of Distress Breweries. Ah, uh, cool. Uh, the delightful uh, brewery in uh, Belgium. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Some of the uh, best beer in the world there coming out of that brewery. <laughs> amazing sort of stuff that yeah, uh, yeah. he and they make. And uh, I enjoyed spending some time with them. And actually, um, I I took over a bottle of the uh, uh, not the working for chips, but the other one. Yeah. And um, it was well appreciated. It was kind of fun. I've got a Destroysa collaboration beer they did to share with you tonight. Okay. Yeah, since you're a fan and you got to hang out with Urbane. I've not tried the beer yet, actually, but he gave me a bottle, and it's a collaboration with another brewery. I'll have to read the bottle. We'll do it. Uh, i got to take a break anyway. We'll come back on the second, on the next, the last P2? segment. Uh, yeah. But I'd love to share it with you now that I see you have a, 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 a you're a fan of the Destroysa boys, too. And this was a nice collaboration beer they did. So you've been so generous bringing us this, this nice yeah. stuff and, and abusing my palate uh, and, is, and my tastes, I will add. This is pretty amazing. Um, so that's, that's the only things I've abused? That the, uh, Damn, that I, yeah. failed. That I would love to share. A, that I'm going to respond in kind. And I'm going to turn the other cheek, Brian, and share a beer with you. Oh, my God. Fair enough. <laughs> Well, why, now, why did you bring this beer? I mean, does does it have anything to do with your kind of outlook on making a beer? What ingredients you should be using and what you shouldn't be using? Or? That excellent question. Oh, thank I've you. never tried this beer. Well, I I'm thought, just reading off the page that you wrote. So I thought you people would be uh, a great group to share this beer with, <laughs> uh, because otherwise I could drink it all by myself, and that'd be kind of rude. You sit in your room uh, and smile. <laughs> how much fun is that? Yeah, how much fun is that? I mean, fun, I can hold it for 25 years, but, you know, then drink it by myself. Yeah. Uh, it'd be more fun to share it this way. <laughs> and even better than that is to harass the people listening to this show, <laughs> knowing that yeah. they can't have yeah, any. You guys can't have yeah. any of this. Huh? I'm, I'm it really, is pretty amazing. I'm truly sorry, except what I'm not. Yeah, um, all right, let me do this. A quick... Uh, well, here, that caller's bad. Daniel! Oh, God, excuse me one second. This is really good. Oh, I think he's not <laughs> on there anymore. Oh, he hung up anyway. All this right. is, like, really amazing beer. And mm. for those of you who are not drinking this beer currently, <sighs> this is be. really, it's really, really delightful really good. stuff. Yeah. They have it a monument, okay. too. Dude. More delightful beer coming up when we My come goodness. back, and we're going to wrap things up with Brian Hunt. No things to give away tonight, because uh, we have no live uh, listeners or callers. So we'll save it all for next week. How about that? Hang Great. in there. It's the Save session. it up. 
You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BNARMY in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. When Blickman Engineering set out to design a great brewing stand, they knew it had to be strong, adaptable, and last for a lifetime. The top-tier brewing stand is now proudly available at BlickmanEngineering.com. It grows with your brewing skills and equipment. Start with 5-gallon coolers on its heavy-gauge stainless steel shelves. Then move all the way up to 30-gallon pots on the high-output burner tiers. Speaking of burners, the custom Blickman Engineering top-tier burners are extremely powerful, efficient, and amazingly quiet. They have safety stops to center your pot and they'll last a lifetime and won't rust. The top-tier brewing stand allows virtually infinite combinations from traditional gravity systems to two tiers to completely horizontal. Configure your stand the way you want and have the freedom to change it at any time in the future. Your brewing stand should adapt with you, not force you to learn a new process. Visit BlickmanEngineering.com today to configure your top-tier brewing stand and to find a local Blickman retailer. You'll be surprised with all the flexible features and the competitive price. Start brewing with Blickman from the top tier. Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his Tailwagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. What's going on, man? Oh, my God. It was the best time. We hit, like, more than 30 breweries and uh, totally the best of the best, you know. Uh, 21st Amendment, Russian River, uh, Firestone, the, the brewery dudes, uh, Lagunitas, friggin' Triple Rock, uh, the Double Daddy guy, Speakeasy, Linden, and uh, Firehouse, Gordon Bees, Drake's, dude, on and on. Ale Industries. Moonlight, it was totally awesome, and and it was the uh, and it was the first annual. You know, I got to be at the birth. 
the Inception. You only get one first time, baby. What's that? Oh, it was the uh, it was the Brewing Network's first annual Winter Brews Festival. I just sat down and went, "What do we want?" And that's how we tried to plan this. Live music, great food. Ah, oh, man, it was uh, Saturday, January thirtieth. You really should have gone. Check out thebrewingnetwork.com on tap to see what you missed, or did you? The first annual Brewing Network Winter Brews Festival is coming up January 30th. Don't miss it. What's funny is, brewers will say, yeah, I don't brew to style. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. beer, (laughs) The The home of large beer radio. TheBrewingNetwork.com Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. You're listening to The Brewing Network. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. All right, ladies. Welcome back to the program. Wrapping things up. It's our last segment. I'm a man. I'm not right. a lady. Uh, what are you, what are you blabber glop now? I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm a man. All right. <laughs> last segment of the program. A couple more beers to try. Nothing to give away. I did see the phone ringing. We could possibly take random calls. They have no idea what's happening on Every the show. Day. What do you mean there's only two more beers left? I want more than two. <laughs> well, there's the, off-air, there's the on-air couple beers. And then there's the off-air, uh, you know. It's a whole other. You mean to try to screen or a whole uh, other show that happens? Uh, we want to go straight to a call. Let's uh, let's talk to Joshua, who uh, who's online. Joshua, what's happening, brother? Come on! Holy Christ! I don't know how to dead do air is no good. They don't know what to do without uh, a call screener. Don't make me come over there. I wonder if it's really since the internet's down, the phone should be down too. Yeah, phone's there. How am I going to just take random calls if you guys aren't there when I? You make up a call, you know, just pretend like someone's calling. Actually, Justin, what the fuck are you uh, talking about? This beer totally must suck because it doesn't have hops. Well, that's I mean, not beer, then, is do it? Do I need to help you with this? I guess you don't. Just have Chad go stand in the other room and do his chick voice and call in. Chad, just, hey. go, just call in and tell Brian he's full of shit, will you? I mean, this is ridiculous. Are you full of shit? How's he going to sit here for four hours and not be told he's full come of shit? On, come on, what's one more person in telling him he's full of shit? <laughs> Oh boy! I need more than more than you know. Just like you know, people like looking at me and having me talk and drink beer. Need that? Someone's got to say you're full of shit. Otherwise, it, I don't feel like no, this it, has been a success. It wouldn't feel the same as if I told you that, would it? Chad, you need somebody this? from anonymous, somebody on the telephone. You're not know, built the same way. Yes. <laughs> Let me see that bottle there, Tasty. So I brought this beer back from the Destroyer fellas. You know, they now if you go to the brewery. The fellas. Uh, they they actually they they sell not only their own beer but you can they're a bit of a bottle shop now so you oh. can buy other people's beers too. The which is where this Pretty beer cool. the heaven and earth the came from oh yeah you got it from their bottle shop too right absolutely right. there you go a gift of uh, Urbane so this one's called Pipe Dream and it's a joint venture between Alvin which Brian says uh, he knows he's been yes there's a sort of like small the starting up in uh, Kortrijk okay. Belgium. In Belgium, yeah. Uh, Destreza and Pipeworks Brewing Company, which might be an American. Out uh, of Chicago, I think. Yeah. Uh, it's a Chicago brew, yeah. Um, it's an American-inspired IPA using five hop varieties to satisfy the discerning hop head, it says. Obviously, he's sick. 
Uh, Five's a start. That's a good start. They got to use up their quota. That's too many, dude. It's seven uh, seven point eight percent ABV. Thirty seven percent. Yeah, it's thirty seven percent ABV. Nice. Can't even tell. Yeah, it's pretty hoppy. It's nice. Woo. So, they have the ingredients listed, but they're all in uh, Flemish. Why don't you read them? Read them. Water. I thought Flemish wasn't a written language. <laughs> it's at the very top. It's actually you could. No, you really, Flemish is, isn't a written language. It tastes is it like Dutch. A, tastes like a corn dog. I don't know. <laughs> tastes like a corn dog. Tastes really. like a corn dog. Corn log. This w- this would be wienery, I think. Is, that, uh, is this our first actual wienery I think beer? It's our first actual wienery beer. Actually, I know somebody who's going to try to brew yeah, a corn wienery dog. beer. It doesn't smell wienery. Tastes wiener. No, it doesn't taste. It doesn't it smell smells like feet. Who's going to brew a wienery beer? Uh, Monsters and pies. He's uh, he has his whole. Is he a, w- a wow friend? No, he's a being guy. Oh, he has, uh, he has his whole like plan to brew an actual like wienery beer. Though though pretty girl feet, but it still smells like feet. Pretty pretty girl. <laughs> pretty girl. Feet. You know, I have to say this might be, and this is nice coming fresh off the last show, and and my uh, me bitching about hoppy Belgian style beers. Bitchy, this bitchy. might be the first hoppy beer done in a Belgian style that I like. Really? Yeah. It's nice. The hops come through. Oh, yeah, you don't like that Belgian hoppy. I don't like it too. I don't like that estery well, yeast together so. with hops beer, in right? general. But this one. Well, uh, like our guy, the previous guest on the show said, nice, that it's the hops that make the difference. Yeah, the yeast always comes through a little too strong. This is nice. The hops are a little more. Well, I wonder the if the yeast is a little more. I wonder know. if they even use the traditional Belgian yeast. I don't get that. No, spice. I get the Belgian yeast. Yeah, no, I, no. I get, I get a, um, excuse me, Saison yeast. Yeah. Kind of that spicy kind of thing coming through. But I'm not getting West Coast hops. I don't think this is the hops that they use but, in Chicago. But I don't know if that was the hops. Oh, I mean, no, you know, is, it, is, is it a hop checked, tasty? Chicago was not. West Coast. Well, I'm just well, except that they're you know an IPA is you know an IPA, yeah. Well, I mean, but but well, what hop, do you know what hops they're using? Because nah. I mean, it could be like some spicy Czech hops. Or yeah, whatever. That's what I'm thinking they are like some and noble then, hops. And then maybe, but maybe it's like kind of feel like we're the view or something right now. Right. That's what always sounds. What do you think of the beer? You finish it. What do you think of the beer? I'm finished. There's a tiny sip left here. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a problem with Belgian beers. They're not all in your belly right now. No, they <laughs> they drink too fast. There's that too, yes, but they seem to have this feeling like subtlety and balance is like important. Hmm. And you know, if the Belgian brewers would all come to like say San Diego, I think in San Diego, San Diego, they could learn a whole different way of looking at life, and they would change their incorrect way of like looking at life. They'd see hotter chicks, that's for sure. Well, so there's I, no balance there. I mean, chicks. That's true. Yeah, skinny rails. You know, yeah, in Belgium, it's a little colder than San Diego, and you have to like they're fatter, wear more. No, not necessarily. <laughs> they just covered more. Yeah, yeah, I see. What you're so, nice um, I'm fatter. To me, this is delightful. <laughs> they're covered in more fat. <laughs> <laughs> but you think the beer's it's it's nice. Isn't yes, it? but if you're in Belgium, you'd like more fat. You see, if you're in San yeah, Diego, well, you're true. not big on that. No. You know, you, you give like me silicone. a surfboard and someone that's got like anorexic, and it's like, <laughs> and it, well, <laughs> that's all you need. Well, I, let's, I'm let's pro face that. It, let's face it. I think uh, everybody in here would would do better with the women in Belgium than they would in San Diego. <laughs> that's true. We would uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, because I don't have a flat bill on my hat, and my yeah. truck's not eighteen. But we are classless shitheads, so we might not do even well in Belgium. I, 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 I got could, money. I class up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I can not. I can unconjugate words. <laughs> Have not. <laughs> Un- unconjugate. Do not. Disconjugate. Yeah. Deconjugation. <laughs> De- 
Fuck it. I can drink in Belgium. <laughs> it's the new beer from uh, from Vinny. Yeah. Okay, next. Conjugation. Conjugation. Yeah. It's the new Shun beer. Next. I like this beer. I don't. I think uh, <laughs> Brian's got the right idea. Like it, it's next. too. Fu- it's too spicy. I don't like it. Really? Yeah. The sauce hops. I think it's sauce. It, it has spicy. Uh, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't care for it. It, it tastes like corn dogs with sauce hops. I just. Not my not not my favorite, but I really appreciate you sharing it. So like like Coney Island West. So we're also going to open a 2006 Panapot Reserva that so, uh, the the Destroys the Boys were nice so enough to share. Are you into like um, drinkability? Is that is that where you're going with that? Drinkability. Well, I think it needs drinkability, and I think it might need to be colder. But the Drake's guy playing Washus isn't um, blue, so I don't know. If it's cold enough, that's no good for the for the radio, JP. You're gonna have to be more specific. Can I be a little more jokes. cold for you? I mean, I hate to call you out on that. Yeah, but uh, uh, you've uh, a joke all about the people the here, and now I'm suddenly and, well, because you're, because fed you're up, a veteran. Because you're fed up no, with because, everybody else's awful you jokes. Know better. You pick on me because you know better. You're right. You're making no, you're a right. glass joke. You're right. You're right. I can't even see the glass, and I'm in the room with you. You're right. So what are you saying? That being said, it was a nice effort. I liked that beer. <laughs> I, I liked it. It was... Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, it was to me, it didn't come <laughs> your together beer, you the way... No, I was, has it gone around already? It's gone around, but yeah, I, I figure you get more of it. To Thank me, you. the previous beer didn't come together beer. as well as it would be ideal, in the sense that I want a beer that totally comes together. I don't want parts of this and parts mm-hmm. of that and parts of this. Uh, there's enough beers I've had that like I like certain components of it, but it doesn't come together. I mean, you've read books or you've seen something where it just doesn't come together. Cars, there's some gorgeous colors of cars, but not in the shapes they have, you know? It makes a difference. You look at some of these cars from the 40s and 50s and the grays and deep colors they have. Not deep, but uh, pastel almost colors they have. They were great on the smooth curves. Like distant cousins. Yeah. I don't even know what that Do means. Do we share nice. cousins? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, they're not all quite there, but you know, they're kind of smooth and the curves. I have a brother. <laughs> so, but there's a time and a place for everything to work ideally, and this is a little awkward to me. The Panapot? The previous. No, 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 no the, the first previous one. one. I haven't been able to have the Panapot yet. It's real cold anyway. You want that to yeah. warm up. Our chest freezers. I didn't get enough to. Is it, it's got really some cold. icy business going on. See how much I got. Chest it warms up real quick. Have more. Isn't there more in the bottle? Yeah, there's still? more in the bottle. How come Doc got only a little tiny bit? Because uh, Chatty's like crappy to me. So because he needed something to bitch about. Mm. I need nothing to bitch about. <laughs> I'll make it up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anything more to bitch about. All right, we're all doing the hand. You know, the squeeze hand. Stroke. Yeah, just don't squeeze yeah. mine, please. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of embarrassing to be next to you when you're doing that. Yeah, I doc, really do love their beers. friction. Doc, that's not your glass. Okay, squeeze it. Woo! All right, Woo! let me get out. So, <laughs> while we're waiting for these things to warm up, uh, a non-traditional end to the show uh, because we don't have Belgian candy sugar to give away uh, with no phone calls and no no drunk of the week phone calls. Um, let me just get out our announcements, and that way we can just end abruptly. Uh, next week, Dan Gordon uh, from Gordon Beersh is back in the studio yeah. with us. Uh, 
That'd be good. Listener favorite. Dan's coming back in. He's going to inaugurate Studio B for us. Uh, we've saved that for him. Uh, tech, uh, technically, before tonight, we had worked out all the kinks yeah, of Studio well, yeah. B. Yeah, wait a minute here. And the major uh, kink is Last time bad. I was here, Dan Gordon was coming the following week. Is really? there something I should know? Oh, really? is that right? Is that really? Yes. Well, he'll and, be here to defend the Reinholds. And, and yes, please yeah. ask him about that. And <laughs> last year, I was asked something about, the, you know, don't trust like a skinny brewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would you ask him? Why in the fuck he has to go to McDonald's all the damn time? Really? <laughs> I'll ask him. Yeah. Really? Uh, why don't you trust Brian Hunt? Yeah, d- br- uh, maybe sh- you want me to ask him. Lay he off you? the French fries. Drink more beer. <laughs> okay. That's all I need to say. Lay off the French fries. All right. Can we, come on, Justin. Repeat after me. Lay off, Lay off the, the French, French fries. fries. Drink more, more beer. beer. Thank you. That's all, right. all. Thank you. Okay. So Dan's with us. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, fryless. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chad, make sure we got plenty of fries. Okay? You know, I'm, if he brings fries, I'm eating fries. You know what he likes to do, though, that's real cool, that'll be good for the inauguration, is he brings those uh, German, the, those the German cask. Yeah. Have, you know, where you got to hammer in the, oh, the, uh, the tap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the I cool like thing that. is, he carries it in himself. That's true. I like that. All I right, so we got that going man. on. Uh, the BN Winter Bruce Fest is coming up Saturday. Uh, come out and join us. Please. Uh, and then uh, we want to thank More Beer for being our 2009 sponsor. I'll, I'll thank them as much as possible. They are now the official sponsor of the session. And, uh, 2010, that's right. How actually, come they provide actually wrote beer? it 2009, really? even. Justin, how come they didn't provide more beer for the guests? The more beer, guys? Yeah. Why don't they provide more <laughs> well, beer? Well, they for did, the in a way. We get the ingredients from them. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Ch- all of Chad's homebrew was yeah. more beer. Yeah, uh, started there. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay, I'll, oh, let my off. I'll let him off this time. But next time. Uh, okay, and support the rest of our sponsors, too, because, yes. uh, you know, they're the ones who make this happen. I've got more merch coming in. Uh, it's actually going to be here Friday to sell at the festival. I'm sure we'll have some left over. We always have some left over. Why have a plan for and, that? And uh, I'll put that back in the store, uh, you know, next week. So, I have, so a, I have a plan for that. That's true. To get rid of our BNA4 merch. A giant sale. you got to buy one of those to get anything else. (laughs) I've got a a brilliant idea. I've got a brilliant idea, yes. (laughs) You should sell the shirts for, say, $5. So we're going to be working the festival all day and then drinking into the night and then... This is correct. We're going to be there at like 9 a.m. setting up. And then entertaining Dan Gordon. On the following day. So this is going to be really fun. So I could talk that out. This festival. Yep. I get to like parade glasses of beer in front of you. Correct. Knowing that you're going to be there for hours. Correct. <laughs> yeah. And that I have to do a show the following day. Yeah. Oh, I'm going hey, who, thought, who thought this one out? What you ought to do, if you really want to have a laugh, is you ought to call in on the day after and see how shitty I'm feeling as I'm doing the, as I'm doing the program. Call okay. them at 9 in the yeah, morning. That'll, uh, maybe not that. But, uh, call in during the show. Yeah, you definitely, you'll hear it in my voice. I will sound like... Uh, I'll sound bad. How you look? And that's a challenge. I'll sound like a look. <laughs> and to all the listeners out there, I think that is a challenge. Yeah. Or if, if you like Justin. buy Justin a whole bunch of beer, I've predicted. Uh, I don't think call I need buy to. me a bunch. You should buy, yeah. buy me a bunch of beer. Yeah, buy festival. a beer. Sure. JV, I have predicted that you uh, will not make it to Sunday's program. Why do you snarl when you said you? You yeah. will yeah. not make this. And here's why. Let me tell of you. Of course, why. I will. It'll be a long ass day on Saturday. Okay, that's fine. Okay, and then, how, how late is I and then I need days. you back there early Monday yeah. to do the. So I'm just. I'm how, how late are you going to be there? I don't there, know if you can do uh, it, JP. I don't know if you've gone through the proper training to pull off the the Sunday show after the 15 hour Saturday 
followed by the well, we're all going to be there strict Monday. cleaning Monday. Yeah. Hey, we're all professionals. We'll all be there Monday, right? Okay, it's not right. just going to be me. No, well, well, and I said I'll probably not, go. I'll probably go Sunday. I thought it was just start. you. Of course, we'll all be there on, yeah. on Monday. Right. Come on, do them Come on, nobody's going to be there Sunday. Huh. I'll be there what? Sunday. I'll start cleaning Sunday on Monday. Really? Mm-hmm. Who's doing what? On we're not gonna, we're I don't drink. I don't like get super hammered and all messed up. And no, you just I go home early. I'll work on you. Yeah. He just goes home mm-hmm. early. Mm-hmm. So as soon as we sell out all the food in the Paxton JP booth, you're out of there. I'll have some beers and then. Um, Excuse me a second. Paxton, can I talk about that? Yeah, sure. Yes, you do whatever you want. <laughs> what else Paxton, is Paxton, I mean, we all know him to be an amazing, amazing chef. In bed. Yeah. Oh, chef! <laughs> Sorry, yeah, he's a great there's chef. That, there's that too, but yeah. he's tall. He's a mutant. You know, he doesn't share a lot that you people don't know about because you know, in he Sonoma County, we have. Allowances to be where we are. Sonoma County is pretty rural. Yeah, unlike you, uh, Pacheco. Uh, I guess that's pretty hey, we're su- rural. Kind of suburban. Yeah, we're unincorporated <laughs> hey, territory. We're allowed to uh, rural. For example, yeah. for pigs, uh, twenty-five chickens, uh, and I think uh, one steer is allowed in the rural Sonoma County. Uh, per zoning, per zoning what? Per, ha- per living room? No, no. Per <laughs> per person? Well, yeah. Per no, sexually no. active male. <laughs> In the household. 25 chickens and one steer. One sheep. Yeah. Okay, per address (laughs) in in an agricultural zone. Okay. Sonoma County, we're about agriculture. And I think Sean would totally appreciate the fact that that's one reason Sonoma County is what it is, is because of agriculture. Yeah. But what he doesn't tell you, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this because I've been drinking too much. You should say it. And he's, like, tried not to let me. All right, so I've had a lot. You know, the things that he makes, the food that he makes, are amazing. Yeah. The things that he adds to the food and the creations he does, for any person listening, if you've had Sean's food, oh, God, your eyes ought to roll back in your head. Yeah. But, but? But you've been cheated. Okay. Uh-oh. What Sean does, he doesn't tell you, oh, God, I'm going to get in trouble for this. He caters. No. Oh. <laughs> he, he buys everything yeah. from Kinders. Yeah. It's all from Quiznos. <laughs> yeah. He has, he has four hogs. You know, you're allowed actually five. He's a polygamist? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't want to know. He rides that. motorcycles? <laughs> I wish but, he was. But he feeds his hogs the beer that he makes and the food that he makes from these, you know, amazing, frankly, phenomenally amazing creations. Yeah. He has one hog each that he feeds these beers and if you were to taste so no one else can hear (laughs) when he butchers these hogs and you taste those um when he cooks this oh my god if there's anybody on this planet they can cook pork like sean oh my god i don't know who that would be is that the secret yeah. I don't know, but you have you have, have this pork yeah. with the same beer that he feeds to these hogs. Yeah. That is the ultimate beer pairing. I agree. The hog had the beer. The oh, man yeah. cooked with the beer. You're it's drinking a, the beer. You're drinking the beer. It is the ultimate yeah. beer pairing. Brian's right. It's a pre-dinner pairing. <laughs> it's built in. He doesn't tell people that he does this. 
Oh, I get it. Oh, uh, shit. I shouldn't have said that. Gabby Johnson's right about Johnson Johnson being right. <laughs> Rebel Robert. <laughs> I didn't get a harumph. Brian right. Johnson's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. About Moonlight Johnson being right. Ah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I could go on with those all night. Rabble Rabble. <laughs> <laughs> Rabble But you eat. Our porn hair. Is fed I'm with a beer. Hair. And Greg Robert, I'm going to grab him here. Barry Downey Rat. Okay. Sean Paxton is a rat. <laughs> a brilliant man. But the fact is, he doesn't share with you that if he feeds that beer. And yeah. that food to the hogs, and then you butcher those hogs, and you eat those That's hogs incest. pork with the beer that those hogs are fed on. It's a circle. You know what's oh. you know what's weird about Sean though? When he goes to pick out those pigs on Tuesday and they kill him, he's going to videotape it whole. Uh, that is freaky. They kill he's gonna, him. He's oh, going to yeah. video. Kill, they kill him. He's gonna, no, no. They kill Sean. <laughs> no, well. the, yeah. Now you. That's how the movie the ending. ends. Yeah. That's how the if festival he's, if ends. He's in the yeah. way. That's the uh, movie version. He's going to go videotape himself picking out a pig, and then he's going to videotape them killing it, and then he's he's going to document the and whole the process. And at the end, he in the lifetime special, Sean dies <laughs> at the end of the at the end of the whole so, process. But it's worth it, JP. For those of us who drink beer and appreciate food and beer pairing, would you do it? No, I, I would give it. my life for that, and I know Sean would too. Oh, like, like that, poor little piggy. Poor I'm Oinky. Pig. So, I told him. I said, uh, you know. Oh, sorry, oh, Paxton. The other one. He's poor gonna, little Paxton. He's gonna marinate those things, and when he brings them, uh, he's gonna to, marry to the, them. To the, oh, okay, it's California. You can do what you want. Yeah, um, not yet. I said we're gonna. I said uh, I want you to take a picture of them alive. Yeah, and, and then, then uh, dead, and then no, just alive, and then we're gonna name them when you get there, and then so we'll be serving, you know, Bethany the pig, and we're gonna put a picture oh. of the of the pig, <laughs> yeah. but how it was alive, a little, a little black Can you ribbon put a dress around, around it, it? Yeah. a bow around it, yeah. a little black it's bow. It's gonna be hilarious. Make but sure it's a nice sunny day. You know, oh, that'll sell alive. a lot of pork sandwiches. Put a face right on there, oh, Bethany. Spread. Here, girl. Mm, I'm, I'm Bethany's really. Come here, girl. Did you try Bethany? hungry. Bethany's better than like Joan, Sammy. Come here, Joan. Joan. Oh, so cute. Oh, I don't think he would waste the brains. I think he wants to save the blood too. He's okay. going to save the blood right. for something I'm, weird. I'm, yeah, we'll be drinking that. Because yeah, usually yeah. they like jump monk's right out and they you like that's human monk's blood. Yeah, they got this or is it pork so monk's blood? They're pork monk's blood. <laughs> because you know, for twenty bucks in line, each pork, each pig. Can become an abbot. I was going to say, can, can't you go and, and actually <laughs> make them an, 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 you ab- them an abbot yourself? I mean, you are a you're, the, the, you're the priest. Holy I'm going to have to research that. I'd, so, Brad, you're holy crap. So, would it be Brad? I'm going to have to Bethany? read my online materials. That could be fun. I could save a lot of money that way. That's could you true. please hook up with Paxton on Tuesday and make these pigs abbots? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're Brad, holy. Brad, Brad, <gasps> oh, all right. Fuck. Our work here is done. Are we done? Mm-hmm. All right. Let's just fade out. Don't play music. Just nothing? Yeah. Oh, I want music. Oh, come on. Thank we you, got everybody. Beer to drink. Come on, baby. Come, we got beer to drink. You're supposed to talk about fresh hot beers. Come on. <laughs> I can't. Really? So we never did that. I come can't on. Do it. We never did no. all the stuff we wanted. That, this is a reason for you to come back, Brian. Come on. Oh, Another whatever. four years fresh or whatever. Fresh hot beers, it tastes really good. How about now that? you've got to come back done? to the East Bay again to uh, no. do fresh hot beers with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if <laughs> you guys would have enough beer, maybe I'd come back. But I mean, <laughs> you look around the room, I see like 10 glasses, 12 glasses. All empty. And maybe four of them have beer in them. Because really. it's been drunk. We're drinkers. Drankted. 
We're not we're not fillers. We're drinkers. We get yelled at Obviously. if they're full. We get yelled at if they're empty. Yeah. There is no middle ground. No, Brian's you're he's, only he's yelling on the at the fringe. They're full because you know there's only one of them full. It's not two of them. Full. I didn't no, see you true. getting up and getting me a beer. All right, Brian. Thank you for coming down. You can go to Moonlight Brewing uh, and and check out all the uh, wonderful creations that Brian's doing over the there. Chance. You can find them all over the Bay Area. me about all the stuff you didn't agree with on this website because I he know likes all that shit. Yeah, pick out all the flaws in his logic and email yeah. them to him. And he, he loves that. Yeah, he oh, loves yeah. it. Not he in the beers, in the logic. In oh, fact, and, and by the way, Brian checks his email all the time. <laughs> yeah. In fact, go, go visit him. Yeah. Go <laughs> visit the brewery. He'll give you a tour. He's going to get right back to you, everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he'll be checking yeah. tonight. Right tonight, yeah. He'll be out there. He, in fact, he probably won't even sleep tonight. Yeah, uh, inflammatory yeah, Please better. come by the brewery. It's at 724, uh, she's, <laughs> and 721 4th Street in Santa Rosa, California. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I think he just sent you to Vinny's place. Uh, all right. What else do we have going on here? Uh, BN Winter Brews Fest Saturday. Thank you to More Beer. Support all our sponsors. Buy merchandise. Doc's wonderful. All right, everybody. Yeah, I am. We'll see you next week. Cheers. Chad, Ciao, good job. Thanks, Out. Mama